All right, all right, all right. Welcome to needgod.net. We are live streaming every single day, sharing the gospel with folks online, getting to spend some time with you guys here in the chat. My name is Alex. I have the pleasure of kicking us off today as far as, you know, announcing the stream, getting things started. We are going to be doing some Omegle chats today. We're going to have some question time later on, so be sure to put some questions in the chat there. We'll have a segment of the day, and then don't forget to stick around at the very end. We're going to have a very fun Kahoot game, so be sure to stick around for that. Also, Paul wanted me to remind everyone, sign up for training. If you want to uh, see someone right in front of you accept Christ and believe in his sacrifice for their sins, no better way than to get trained by the best and hop on Omega with us. That would be such a pleasure. Okay, why don't we hop into... You know, people introducing themselves, our workers for the harvest today. This is a hello from Alex. Hello from Ryan. Hello from Paul. Great intro there, Alex. And yes, come along for training. I love your kind words there, Alex, but it's not me. It's team effort. But welcome aboard, everybody. Great intro, Alex. G'day from Glenn. And you can now follow needgod.net via podcast. Get your podcasting app. And just search for needgod.net. That's what I've done. That's awesome. Hi from Chris. Greetings in Christ from Harmony. Uh, thank you for your kind encouragements, team. Uh, this is my first time kicking off the stream, so I appreciate uh, me getting the chance. And Glenn, thank you so much for uh, talking about the podcast. Yes, on any any podcast platform, you can... Go over there, look at all of our live streams. On, on Spotify, you can actually see the video. Everywhere else, it'll just be audio. But if you've ever wanted to watch a live stream and not have to have YouTube actually open, hop over there on Spotify and you'll see it the day after the stream actually happens. So, Glenn, kick us off. And, uh, yeah, if you could pray over uh, the stream and pray over the chats, that would be really appreciated. My pleasure. Um, it kind of freaks me out that my embarrassing singing during the segment is going to be on like a podcast. So. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, Father, thank you so much for um, thank you for Roman Roads. Thank you for printing presses. Thank you for the Internet. Thank you for uh, just all these ways to be able to uh you know, broadcast this amazing message of your gospel, Lord. And here we are, um, just another day of your patience being given to us, Lord. Thank you for holding off your your great justice and allowing us, Lord, to proclaim this good news of your mercy. I just pray that you'd be with us as we head out on these virtual streets over the next four hours of the stream and beyond, Lord. I just pray that we would be uh, relying on your strength and, and your wisdom and and not our own. Um, help us to be gentle and respectful with those that we talk to. And Lord, I just pray that you would encourage all those that are listening, Lord, um, not to feel uh, sort of inadequate because of what they're listening to, but they would just be encouraged instead to step out in their everyday lives and and just proclaim Jesus, just say, hey, I'm a Christian, and, and go from there. And um, yeah, we want you to be glorified. And we pray this stream would be that to you in jesus name we pray amen and enough of me waffling into a chat oh man all of a sudden i'm feeling tired <laughs> hey oh no have i got a sugar low happening hey 
What happens after we die? Yeah, what do you think happens after we die? You either go here or here. Yeah, I agree. Heaven or hell. What do you think you have to do to get to heaven? Where? Heaven? Yeah. Well, you have to do what the Bible says. You have to know who doesn't come. You don't commit sin. You don't do that. Give your life to Christ, man. Okay, well. I've got good news. I'm, for you. You know, I'm still like really new to this. I never really grew up in a like religious family. Okay. How did you hear about it? Uh, social media stuff, and I just. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Like, you, can't, you can't just live life like that with no purpose. So yeah. Uh, I want to share good news with you because you said the Bible says that we have to not sin to get to heaven, but that's not what the Bible says. Yeah. No, I, Bible, I didn't see that. I said, uh, like, you have to, like, listen to the Bible. Don't commit sin to go there. Okay. So how are you going with don't committing sin? Like, have you ever lied? In my life? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Sadly, I have too. It's it's not good yeah, to lie, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so if I had to stop sinning to get to heaven, because I've lied, I haven't stopped sinning, so I'd be going to hell. I've got good news for that, for you. Stick around. I want to let you know what the Bible really says. Um, have you ever disobeyed your parents? Appear? Disobeyed your parents. Like me? Your mother and your father, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. So in your whole life, your parents have never had to tell you off for being naughty? I don't know, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, all kids are naughty at some stage in their lives. We've all disobeyed our parents, and that's incredibly serious. Oh, disobeyed our parents. <laughs> Mum and dad. Appearance. Appearance. <laughs> I'm from right. New Zealand, so that's obviously right. my accent. Where are you from, man? I'm from Quebec. Look at it. Look. Oh, Quebec. Uh, Parlez-vous français? Yes. Okay, well, I don't, so... Uh, English is what we need to speak, man. Um, I hope you can put up with my accent. Um, by the way, say, can you say the word about? About? <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, uh, have you ever been angry with someone or use bad language with them? Yeah, of course. I still, I still do. I still do come in bad language a lot. It's, it's, it's hard. No. Now, I want to share something the Bible teaches. In Matthew 5, Jesus mm -hmm. says that our anger is like murder to God. Yeah. Anger, I'm, I'm still... Um, anger is um, not really a big thing, but it's really bad language. Well, I didn't say that for you to turn around and go, oh, well, okay, I haven't, I haven't been that bad of an angry person. What I instead wanted you to realize is to get to heaven... You have to live a perfect life. You hearing that your anger is like murder to you should make you go, it's impossible for me to get to heaven by being good, by stopping my sin. I sin all the time. I, I actually deserve hell. I'm a murderer at heart. <clears throat> so I've got good news. I want to share the what the Bible says that good news is. But if you die today, and God was to judge you by those rules, would you be innocent or guilty? 
I mean, I'm still new to this, so I really think I should be going to hell. But Make the sure. further I go to in life, I think the further I will go to heaven. But right now, I don't think so. I actually think it's the opposite. I know I deserve hell, and the more I go in life, the more sins I do. So the the worst punishment that I'm going to get in hell, right? It's not yeah. more more living you do, the better you are, therefore you get to heaven. No, the more living you do, the more sin you do. So I've got good news. Even though we deserve hell, there is a way yeah. to remove that punishment. What is that? Turning yourself? Like changing your life around? Changing your life around. Okay. Imagine there's somebody who's committed five serious crimes. And that night, yeah. they're having an ex existential crisis. And they think, I shouldn't have done those things. I, I really, really regret it. And so the yeah. next day, they resolve, I am not going to do that anymore. They change their lives. And the next day, they do zero crimes. And they instead do 10 outstanding exemplary, thing, exemplary things in society. Now, the police knock on their door. Are the police going to let them go because I've done the 10 things, good things? Or are they still going to arrest them for the five bad things I've done? They're still going to arrest you because you haven't done it. Spot on. Same with God. Changing your life is not going to remove the punishment for the wrong you've done, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? But, no way. Well, if it doesn't make sense, you ask questions, okay? But do you want to hear the good news? Sure. Sure. Let me show you a picture. See this picture here. What do you think that fireball represents? The sun? No. It kind of looks round like a sun, but it's right. actually representing something. What have we been talking about? Christianity, God. Jesus. Yeah, we've been talking about heaven and hell. That represents how? That represents the punishment for our sin. It's like yeah. a fireball coming towards. Now, who do you think this person is? Me? Yeah, and you and me. Yeah, we've yeah. broken God's law, so we've got a punishment coming towards us, right? And when we die, that's when the punishment's going to hit. But here's the good news. What's different about this picture? That is Jesus protecting us. That's it. He Jesus is dying on the cross, right? Yeah. So what's happening to the, the punishment? It's going away. It is. He's absorbing it. So where does this person go when he dies? Up there. He goes to heaven. You're right. So what's the reason why we go to heaven? Because Jesus died for us and he knows that we have, we have to go there because he loves us. Spot on. We go to heaven. Not because we're good enough, not because we haven't sinned, not because we've changed our life around, not, not even because we've said sorry or asked for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. The reason the punishment is removed is because Jesus is with us. Because Jesus died on the cross. Make sense? Hmm. Yeah. So. If Jesus died on the cross to take all your hell punishment, where would you go when you die? Heaven. Right. So the reason we go to heaven is? Because of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus dying on the cross. He did that as a gift. So mm -hmm. you don't have to be good enough to get it. 
Instead, you simply accept the gift by trusting that Jesus died for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what if you don't trust that Jesus died on the cross for you? Then where will you go when you die? If you're not Christian? Well, if you don't trust that Jesus died on the cross for you, oh. has Jesus taken your punishment? No. So therefore, where would you go? Hell. Right. So when should someone start trusting that Jesus died on the cross for them? Whenever they, they see that he is with them. Um, right. There's, a, there's an urgency there because we don't know when we're going to die, right? Yeah. And after we die, it will be too late. And so therefore, now is when yeah. we should start trusting that Jesus died on the cross for us. Does that make sense? Yeah. What if so? What if someone started trusting that Jesus died on the cross for them today, but then tomorrow they did 10 more wrong things and died? Where would they end up, heaven or hell? If they already trusted God, they're going to heaven, right? You're right. Yeah, but... and. And the reason why is because when Jesus died on the cross, he was taking the punishment not only for our past sin, but even the future sin we do. The moment we start trusting that Jesus died for us, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good news. Heaven mm -hmm. is a gift, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so if you died today and God asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? Because I know that Jesus is with me and he died on the cross for me. And I know okay. that my life is to Christ. Now, I just want to check something subtle. Do we get to heaven because of what we've done or what God has done for us? That's um, I would say both. <clears throat> okay. Wow. I wouldn't say it's both. <clears throat> it's not anything that we've done that gets us to heaven. What have we done? We've lied. We've disobeyed our parents. Sorry, been naughty against our mother and father. <laughs> yeah. We've been angry. Our anger is like murder to God, right? What we've done is earned ourselves a punishment in hell. Yeah, that's true. And so it's not what we do that gets us to heaven. Instead, it's what God does for us. What has he done for us? He has protected us and he has cared for us. He has How died for us. He died for us. How did he die for us? On the cross. And what was happening when he was dying on the cross? To get all of our sins away. And, yeah, he know. was paying the penalty for our sin, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so without pointing to yourself, without mentioning yourself in any way, what's if God asked you, why should I let you into heaven, what would you say? I mean, I would say... That God, no, I mean, Jesus took my sins away. That means I have to go to heaven. Well, not I have to go, but it because it, it's God that chose where I go. But perfect answer. Yeah. 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 It's not anything we do that gets us to heaven. It's simply Jesus' sacrifice that gets us to heaven. And so yeah. if God asks me, why should I let you into heaven? I would say you shouldn't. You should send me to hell. I've broken all your laws. You should punish me. But because Jesus died on the cross, that's the only reason why I can go to heaven. Yeah. So out of 100, 
how sure can you be that you're going to heaven when you die? No. Zero? You well, can't be no. sure? Um, 50, 50. 50. Yeah. Why, why, why would you be 50% unsure? Because anything can happen. Anything is possible. Well, how much of your punishment is Jesus willing to take for you on the cross? Oh, sorry. Everything. Yeah. That's all right. Forgot about it. Out of 100, 0 to 100, how much of your punishment is Jesus willing to take for you? All of them. Yeah. So 100%, right? Yeah. And so if you trust that Jesus died for 100% of your sin, how sure can you be that you're going to heaven when you die? No, I'm, I'm not sure because actually, if, if well, actually, he took all my sins away, but I guess it's really what God, God thinks of me. And, no, it's, it's a, I know what God thinks of us. We've lied. We've, we've, been naughty with our parents we've been angry god is angry with us he should send us to hell right yeah but god is incredibly merciful he loves us so much that he died on the cross to take a hundred percent of our sin does getting to heaven depend on what you've done no it doesn't it depends only on what Jesus did for us, right? Yeah. And so therefore, we can be 100% sure that we're going to heaven. Because it doesn't depend on us. It depends on what God did for us. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Like, we can know things, right? We can be certain about things. We, we know, for example, that at the moment, you're inside a house, right? We know that you've got a flag on the wall behind you. We know that for certain. Mm -hmm. And if we understand that Jesus died on the cross for our sin, then we can be certain about going to heaven. That's good news, right? Yeah. Um, because do you have to do good things to get to heaven? Yeah. No. Exactly. Why not? Why won't um, your good deeds get rid of your bad deeds? Because Jesus takes the, takes them off of you and makes sure you're the best version of yourself. And yeah, he yeah. He, he takes all the punishment and he gives you his perfection. You're right. But our good deeds can't remove our bad deeds, right? Remember that analogy? I do five serious crimes. The next day I do zero crimes and 10 good things. I still have to be punished, right? So good deeds can't remove our bad deeds. Um. Yeah. Do you have to ask for forgiveness to get to heaven? Yeah. Okay. Actually, that won't help. Like, think about huh? it. Think about it. I've committed five serious crimes. Yeah. And I'm arrested by the police and I'm standing before the judge, right? And I've had some time to think about what I've done. And I say to the judge, judge, I really regret what I've done. I am so, so sorry. Please forgive me. I'll never do it again. Now, I've asked for forgiveness. Is, is the judge going to let me go free or send me to prison? Can do, he can't do one or the other. That's Actually, he can't. 
if the judge is going to be faithful to the law of the, the country that he's representing, committing five serious crimes deserves punishment in prison, right? Yeah. So I've asked for forgiveness. I'm sorry, judge. Is the judge going to let me go free or is he going to send me to prison? Send me to prison, right? Yeah, yeah. Same with God. Asking for forgiveness. Just say, hey, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Yeah, God can forgive us, but he's not going to forgive us because we've said sorry, right? Yeah. Praying to, Asking for forgiveness is like praying to God, right? And praying is a good thing to do. Can our good deeds remove our bad deeds? Of course. Sorry? Well, I didn't understand what you said. I'm sorry. Okay, all oh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can um, our good I'm, deeds... Wait, I speak French, so it's a hard to... It's all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll slow down a little bit. Can our good deeds remove the punishment for our bad deeds? No. Because if you already did it, you can't just remove it. And so if praying to God and asking for forgiveness is a good thing to do, can our asking for forgiveness get us to heaven? Is it required to get us to heaven? Not really. Not at all. Not at all. The only thing that gets us to heaven and removes our punishment is what? Jesus. Well done. What did Jesus do so that we could go to heaven? He took all, all, all of our sins away from us to make by, us. By holy. dying on the cross, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have to be good enough. We don't have to ask for forgiveness, right? What if someone was to say to you, I believe that Jesus died on the cross, but I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. That's not truly 100% true. It's not true for a start. Yeah, but what are they trusting in to get to heaven? Jesus or themselves being good enough? Themselves. Right. So therefore, would they go to heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah. There's many people who will acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross, but they're, they're still trusting in themselves. And so they won't get to heaven. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. What about this one? What if someone was to say to you, I think I'm going to heaven for two reasons. The first reason is because I trust that Jesus died on the cross for me. And the second reason is because I'm sharing the gospel. I'm telling others about Jesus. Would that person go to heaven or hell if they died? Well, wait, what was the first one? Sorry. They think they're going to heaven for two reasons. The first reason is because they trust that Jesus died on the cross for them. The second reason is because they're telling others about Jesus. Well, I mean, you said uh, you said Jesus is the way to heaven. So if they're telling people about Jesus, I they're saying to people that he's the way, the truth, and the life. So I yep. guess that's the way. I guess they're going to heaven. Now. I don't want to confuse you, but I want you to think this through, okay? Sharing, telling others about Jesus, that's a good thing to do, right? Yeah. Now, that person, therefore, is trusting in two things to get to heaven. They're trusting that Jesus died on the cross, and they're trusting in their good deeds. 
So it's fifty percent Jesus, fifty percent their good deeds. That's what that's what I was about to say, but I wasn't sure enough. So. Okay, so where would they be going if they're trusting fifty percent Jesus, fifty percent their good deeds, heaven or hell? I'm not sure. Really You're not sure. Let me give you the answer then. It would be hell. That's that's the point of this is the only reason we go to heaven is because Jesus died on the cross for us, right? Not because of anything we've done. Yeah. And so there's many people who go to churches and they say, yeah, I'm trusting that Jesus died on the cross for me. But I'm also going to heaven because I give money to the church. I, I'm sharing the gospel. I'm reading my Bible. I'm, you know, they're trusting partly in themselves. And, and I want you to read a Bible verse, man. I'm going to drop it into the chat. Right. It's Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Can you read that out for me? For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not based on anything we do. If we think partly my good deeds, we're not going to make it, right? Yeah. Is this is this helpful? Is this kind of confusing, but is it helpful? Um, in a way, it's yeah, it's confusing, but you, you, you're telling... Real things you tell yeah. the truth, so it's yeah, confusing, yeah. but you're telling the truth. I, I think people no. find it confusing initially because it's so ingrained in us that we have to be good enough. We have to do something to, you know, we've got to clean up our lives, we've got to turn our life around, we've got to do this, that, the other thing, and then we'll get to heaven. But the mm -hmm. Bible's really clear that heaven is a gift. It, it's not dependent on anything we do. And so when someone explains to us, oh, it's a gift, then it's going to seem a little bit confusing. But once we've gone through that confusion, we're going to go, actually, no, that makes sense. I can't be good enough. It's Jesus. He's paid the fine so I can be forgiven. Think about it like this. If you drove a car too fast down the highway and the police pulled you over, what would they give you? Uh, speeding ticket. Right. And let's say you can't afford to pay it, but mm -hmm. your friend says, I'll pay the speeding ticket for you. And they do. They go to the police station, pay $100. How much is left for you to pay to the police? Nothing. Right. Same concept with God. We've broken God's law, and so we now have to pay a hell fine. But Jesus is willing to die on the cross to pay the hell fine. So yeah. that we can now go to heaven as a gift. He's paying the fine. We're free to go to heaven. Make sense? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I think uh, it's my time to go. But if you have something. No worries. Yeah, if you've got to go, that's all good. Thanks for sticking around along as you did. Do Hold on. I want to see your TikTok and your Instagram. Yeah, sure. Just need God. Are you live right now? Yeah, live streaming on YouTube at the moment. All right. I'm, Dude, I'm I'm less interested and less interested in you looking at my TikTok. I'm more interested in you understanding what I'm sharing. I'm challenging you today. Stop thinking it's what you do that gets you to heaven and trust that Jesus is the only reason you're getting to heaven, right? 
and then get a Bible. Start reading it. Have you got one? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Go to the book of John. The, the Bible's a library of 66 books. John is in the second half. Start reading from there, okay? And find a good church in your area, okay? So I'm just going to drop you one link. Oop. Sorry. Um, um, I saw a, a, a TikTok. It's not, it's not you. It's another guy. But... Needgod.net. It should be a picture like this on TikTok. Oh, that's what. Yeah, I can't see I don't know. Uh, So, oh, it's not me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mainly Ryan is the one who does all the TikToks. I'm, but I'm just, you're, you're guys, you guys are all the same. Like, yeah, Ryan's a, a friend of mine. I, I have the privilege of working with him. And yeah, um, what was I going to say? To find a good church in your area, ninemarks.org church search. Take a photo of that link, I don't want you to forget it, man. Or copy and paste it or something. All right. Hold on, I'm going to take a picture. I think that's good. Sure, man. All right. Thank you. No worries. My name was Glenn. I was from New Zealand, as you know. What was your name, man? My name is Lewis. Or Lewis. Louis. I don't know how to spell it. But gotcha. L-O-U-I-S. Yeah. My middle name is Lewis. So, yeah, close. Louis. Oh yeah. Right. Nice to talk to you, Lewis. All right, thank you. Any questions? No, thank you. God bless. Have a See good night, man. Hey, can All I right. ask you one more question? Sure. Do you think you would want to use Jesus as an excuse to go and do wrong things? Well, no, of course not. No, because if you're in a burning building and a fireman rescued you, how would you feel towards the fireman? I would feel sorry. You'd feel sorry. You'd be grateful, though, right? He rescued you from a burning building. It's the same with Jesus. Yeah. We don't have to yeah. be good enough to get to heaven. It's not our good deeds that get us to heaven. But if we're going to heaven, we're going to want to do good things out of our gratitude for what Jesus has done for us, right? So read John and keep reading the from John in the Bible, okay? Well, right now I have the Old Testament. Oh, my Bible. I'm, 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 I'm just at Genesis, so I don't know. Yeah, Genesis is fine. Yeah, read Genesis. But um, switch to John and, and read, start reading from there as well. Right. Yeah, because right. it's a summary of the life of Jesus. And we and we want to get these concepts down, down really well. And after that comes Acts and Romans, really good books. Yeah. All See right. you, Lewis. See you, man. Bye. See you later. For by grace we have been saved, you have been saved through faith, and this is not your doing. Sorry, I'll stop singing, and I'll let someone who can sing, sing now. Now my day is paid, it is painful by the precious blood. That my Jesus spilled Now the curse of sin Has no hold on me Whom the Son sets free Oh, is free indeed Now my debt is paid It is paid in full By the precious blood That my Jesus
Father, I leave Lewis in your care. Thank you for the opportunity just to engage with him and to labor with him on these important concepts in the Bible. And um, yeah, I do pray that you'd convict him of his sin and that you would save him in your timing for your glory. I leave him in your care and I ask you for your help with this next chat as well. Um, you'd be glorified and I pray that you would just pair me with someone who would be um, who would engage with this important information Lord um, and we're eager for your return Amen Hey, I got a question for you It's a deep question man what do you think happens after we die? Talk about that. <laughs> Yo, Papa said already. Hey, yeah, but you have protectors, so like. Yeah, big question, man. What do you think happens after? Yeah, but like. No, wait, I wish I wish an audio, wow. so I know what he's saying. <laughs> after we die. Can you read oh. lips? You're on TikTok. Ah, uh, YouTube. Wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. He's live. He's live. He's live. Hold he's on. live. Wait, wait. Stay in. I want to see you. Can you hear me, man? What is it? Need God. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Can you Need hear me? God. Here, stay on this. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a mic. Need God. God. I want to see this. Dude. <laughs> Do you think you're a good person? Are you, are you live right now? Yeah. Do you think you're a good person? Oh, shit. Sure. Do you think you're a good person, man? She's old and she has dementia, but she loves I don't see It's not live, though. This is crazy. Got a question for you. Yeah, go for it. What do you think happens after you die? I hate that question. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't blame you, man. That is probably the why hardest. you why are you asking it because there's hope rather than putting our head in the sand and going I hate that question I don't want to think about death I want you to take your head out of your sand and I want you to know hope that there's life after death that you don't need to fear the question that actually we want to bring it up with other people and share this hope do you believe I, I would you... I would love to think that there's life after but honestly, I, I don't think there is. Okay, I don't well, think there is. let me reason with you because it's logical that there must be life after death. There's a logical proof for it. Do you believe God is real? So I, I feel like there's a, I don't know, not a not like a great power. I feel like there's. I hate this. No, don't hate it. Don't hate it. It's good. Let's. Look, it won't take long. Let's work it through. Hear me out. Hear me out. The universe around us can't have made itself, right? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's illogical to say it just came from nothing. It's like saying your house came from nothing. Sorry, it didn't. It had a builder, right? Yeah. And so in the same way, the universe must have a universe maker, logically. Now... Do you care about justice? Yes. We all do. Humans deeply care about justice. 
And so it makes sense that the universe maker who ultimately made us cares about justice too, since he gave us all that sense. Now, would you agree that people get away with murder in this life? Yeah, right. they do. And so the logical conclusion is there must be an afterlife where people get justice when they got away with it in this life. Now, that's the bad news, but there's also good news. There must also be a place of no punishment. And so knowing this logically, we want to go, okay, I don't want to go to hell. Therefore, how do I get to heaven, right? <clears throat> do you think you're a good person? I think I'm a good person. Okay, well, I think, well, sorry, I know I'm a bad person. Because have you ever lied? Oh, if you put it like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've disobeyed my parents. I've been angry with people. I've used bad language. I've stolen things. I've broken the law. So I obviously deserve a punishment in hell, right? But there is a logical way to remove that punishment. Any ideas what that is? <laughs> no. No? Well, let me give you the two false ways that people think. And then I'll explain the right way. The first one is people say if you do more good than bad, God will let you into heaven. And that doesn't make sense, right? Because if I was to commit five serious crimes a day, and tomorrow I did zero crimes and 10 good things, are the police still going to arrest me? No. They will, actually. Just because I've done 10 good things today and no crimes, I've still, I've still committed five oh, crimes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Same with God. Doing good deeds won't remove your bad deeds, right? Yep. Second way, people say, hey, I'm going to ask God for forgiveness. Now, if I commit five serious crimes and I'm standing before a judge and I go, hey, judge, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Yeah. Is it prison or is he going to let me go free? It's prison, it's prison. Right, prison. And so that won't work either. Why? With God, because asking for forgiveness won't remove your punishment. Yeah. But here's the good news. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. What if someone... I made it this far. Yeah, you made it this far. I'm glad. Usually people go, oh, skip. <laughs> um, what if someone was to take all of your punishment, your hell punishment for you? How much would be left for you to get in hell if they did that? None. Right. So therefore, where would you go when you die? Heaven. The one who's willing to do that for you is God. God became the man Jesus and died on the cross. The reason why he willingly went to that cross is because he wanted to demonstrate his justice upon himself so that he could demonstrate mercy upon you. Now, that's logical. The, the penalty has been satisfied, so God can now legally let you go free. And that is good news. I've broken the law. Jesus paid the fine, and so therefore it's heaven, not hell. That's what I want to. I want. I want to share this with you, right? I don't want you to be going. Oh, I hate that question. I don't like the idea of death. I don't yeah. like the idea of justice upon me. <laughs> I want yeah. you to go. Oh man, I'm looking forward to death now because I'm going to be in heaven. I'm going to be with God. I'm going to. I'm going to be so, away from this sin. So, do you think? 
there's life after death. Obviously, there's life yeah. after death. And the proof is we know people don't get justice in this life. So therefore, there has to be a conscious punishment in the next life. Now, obviously, our bodies rot in the ground. So that proves we have a, a soul. Now, the universe is made of material, and that proves the universe maker is immaterial. God is spirit. So therefore, we have a spirit that will consciously continue to live after we die logically. Make sense? So yeah. if Jesus died on the cross to take all of your hell punishment, where would you go when you die? What was that again? Sorry. If Jesus died on the cross to take all of your hell punishment for you, where would you go when you die? Heaven. Right. So what am I saying is the reason why you can go to heaven? He took away all of your sins, all of your bad stuff. By dying on he the cross. He sacrificed himself. Yeah. And he did that as a gift. You don't have to be good enough to get it. Instead, you simply accept it by trusting that Jesus died for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. But what if you don't trust that Jesus died for you? Then where will you go when you die? That's a great question. I don't know. Well, if Jesus... I think, you, I think you have the right not to believe, right? I feel like you have that right not to believe in Jesus. You have the right you not disagree? to believe. You have the right to not believe just the same as you have the right to believe the moon is made of chocolate. Yeah. Right? But just because you believe God's not real doesn't change the fact that God must be real, that God is real, right? And so if Jesus doesn't take the punishment for you, who's going to have to take the punishment instead? Yourself. And so therefore, if you don't trust that Jesus died for you, where will you go when you die? Hell. Yeah, it's a hard word to say, isn't it? <laughs> Feel yeah. free to substitute H-E double hockey sticks if you really want. Yeah. <laughs> so This is good, man. This is good. I yeah. love what you're doing. Yeah. And so when should you start trusting that Jesus died on the cross for you? Uh, like whenever? I don't... Well, whenever. The problem with that is we don't know when we're going to die. And yeah, after we yeah. die, it will be too late. And so what I'm saying is right now is when you should start trusting that Jesus died for you. And you're only going to go, yes, I'll take the gift. If you first realize God is real and I have broken his law. If you first understand that actually you're not a good person. Do you think you're a good person? No. No. Right. Jesus said our anger is like murder to him. Our lust is like adultery to God. That's how serious our sin is. And when you understand, oh, I'm a murderer in God's sight, therefore it makes sense that hell is a lake of fire that goes for eternity. Then you're going to go, Jesus is amazing that he took my punishment. Yeah. And so I'm trying to light a bit of a fire under you. I'm trying to get you to go, yeah. <laughs> this is urgent, right? Yeah. But at the same time, man, I can't force this on you, obviously, right? Obviously, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for it's for it's for people that just want it. They 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 want to believe in it. It's for people that want it. Um, that believe. Do you know what? No one really wants it. We've got this strange fascination with love of sin. You know, we love doing what is wrong. We love lust and and sexual immorality and 
boozing up and doing living life our own way, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got this strange fascination with it. We actually don't want anything to do with God. And so we will fight tooth and nail to suppress that knowledge. Yeah. But I'm I'm sort of hoping that this is gonna wake you up and go, man, one day that dynamite stick in your hand's gonna go off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna chuck it away <laughs> and and trust that Jesus died for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is an interesting question. What if someone was to start trusting that Jesus died for them today, but then tomorrow they did 10 more sins and died? Based on what I've explained Ooh. to you, would they go to heaven or hell? I mean, I want to say heaven. You're right, it's actually heaven, but why? Because he's done 10 more sins. But Jesus forgives all sins. Right. Jesus, when he was dying on the cross, was taking the punishment not only for our past sin, but even our future sin. What are you smiling about, man? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, my friends are watching now. They're loving okay, it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. How many how many friends have you got watching? Uh, 4,663. Hey. Yeah, I hope this is making sense to whoever you're, uh, uh, whoever's listening to you, man. Um, yeah, I... Uh, Jesus died on the cross for our future sin as well. So what I'm getting at there is it's totally and utterly a gift. Most people, when I ask that question, they go, oh, hell, because he did 10 more sins, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm emphasizing that this is a gift. Yeah, but if you died today, man, and God asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would the right answer be then? Uh Uh, I don't think he let me in, to be honest with you. <laughs> he shouldn't let me in either. I, I agree. That's a good initial response. But what have I just explained to you? What's the reason why the punishment for what you've done can be satisfied so you can go to heaven? You got you to gotta believe in him You got because he died for us. Okay, right. So because Jesus died on the cross for us, but do we get to heaven because of what we've done or what he's done for us? No. It's because of what he's done for us, right? Yes, yes. He yeah. sacrificed. So without pointing to yourself, without pointing to your belief or anything like that, if God asked you, why shall I let you into heaven? The reason would be? He sacrificed it for us. Spot on. Because Jesus died on the cross for us. Yeah. What I'm getting at there is sometimes subtly people think it's their belief that's getting them into heaven. Instead, it's what your belief is in that's getting you to heaven. Jesus' sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. It's not the amount of your faith or your the strength of your faith. It's simply that you do believe that Jesus died for you. So out of 100, how sure can you be that you're going to heaven when you die? <laughs> if you Actually, I'm going to go with 100. Right. I'm glad you came to that conclusion because does going to heaven depend on us or on Jesus dying for us? Are you just dying for us? Yeah. So therefore, we can be sure we're going to heaven, not because we're arrogant, not because we're good enough or smart enough or rich enough, but because Jesus died on the cross for us, right? Yeah. Because do you have to be good enough to get to heaven? No, I have to be good enough. No, you don't. Do you, um, do you have to ask for forgiveness to get to heaven? Simply a trick question. 
No, it's a very subtle question, but it's important. Remember right at the back of the start, I said, hey, judge, I'm so sorry for those things. I've committed five serious crimes. Is he going to let me go free or send me to prison? Oh, so you don't. You don't no. know. Asking for forgiveness doesn't get you to heaven. What about this yeah. one? What if someone was to say to you, I believe that Jesus died on the cross, but I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Would that person Please go to... Sorry? Say it again. Someone says to you, I believe that Jesus died on the cross, but I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Yeah. Would, would they be going to heaven or hell if they died? Wouldn't it be up to... They'd be going... These are you got to you got to agree. These are good questions, right? These are good. These are good. Heaven or hell in that situation? I, I'm going to explain it, so don't feel like you're going to get it wrong. Hell, hell. You're right. It's hell because even though they're intellectually acknowledging Jesus, they're still trusting in themselves as the reason they're getting to heaven. And our good deeds don't remove our bad deeds, right? Yep. And sadly, there are many people who will say, "Yeah, I believe that Jesus died on the cross," but they're missing the main point. They're trusting in themselves and not what he did for them, right? Yeah. Is this making sense? Yeah, it is. This is good. I, I can't spend any more time, but yeah. Thank I'm, you. I appreciate you giving me as much time as you did, man. I did. I yeah. bet you I was the first one. Dude, I, I'm here to plead with you, man. This is not a game. Life is short. And so yeah, I'm pleading good, with man. you to change your mind about this and trust that Jesus died for you, okay? One last person. question. One last question. One more. Hit Would me. you use Jesus as an excuse to do more sin? No. No. Sometimes people think that. They think, oh, wow, I actually understand that heaven's a gift. I don't have to be good enough. I'm going to trust no, that Jesus died wrong. for me, and now I'm going to go and do as much wrong as I can. Yeah, no, no. Of course you don't want to do that because that would be like punching a fireman in the face yeah, no. after he's rescued you from a burning building, right? Yeah. We're not good enough to get to heaven and said we do the good things because we're already going there. <laughs> Thanks for giving me your time. Needgod.net, okay? Thank you. Catch you later. This life I live is not my own. For my redeemer paid the price. He took it to be his alone. To be his treasure and his prize The things of earth I leave behind To live and worship God my King His is the right to rule my life Mine is the joy to live for Him Well done. You hit a milestone there, Glenn. What was oh, that? Oh, yeah. What was that? I can't even see it. Ah. You've spoken to something. Um, yeah, if apparently you press the that save guy, button, it'll show you. Apparently that guy um, was streaming to about 4,000 people. So Really? To, got to do an open ear. Isn't that cool? Wow. That's pretty epic, man. <laughs> yeah. Over to you, man. God is good. God is good. Thanks for that, Glenn. Thanks for those chats. Uh, you did well. You did well. I want to say hi to everyone who's here in the chat. I want to say g'day to Steve, Harmony, Brooklyn, Athanasius, Birdman, Madison, Austin, 
Got John there, Misa, Noah, Bentley, Isaac, and others who've said hi. Good to see all you, all of you who are here. We're going to get straight into your questions. Fishies here as well. Dree, Julia. So good. All right, let's get into today's question time. All right. Now, just quickly, uh, before I look at who got the throne today, that is the first question of the day. I just want to quickly mention, just to respond to uh, Athanasius's question in the chat about, um, like, do we need someone to interpret Scripture for us? Well, if you read what Jesus said, Jesus simply said, whenever he was preaching to the crowds, he often said, have you not read? Have you not read the Scriptures? Have you not read this? Showing, he didn't say, have you not heard an interpretation, but have you not read, as in you can read it and understand it for yourself, because God's given us a brain to understand truth. And that is why we can read the Bible ourselves to understand what it has to say. Rather than relying upon men who came later who were not writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that is, later people in the later centuries are not writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the authors of Scripture are. And so that is enough for us to read that, believe and understand it. And also, one thing that this whole claim of apostolic succession is not actually be able you can't prove that from the Bible. Nowhere did the apostles ever give their apostolic authority to other people. And so the claim that a particular church has apostolic succession or authority is baseless. All right, let's check who got the throne today. Yes, let's check the throne. Who got the who was the was Jesus the bridegroom? Yes. Now the throne. What is the throne? You might say the throne is where we, we guys have a bit of a competition to see who can get the first question in for the day. Usually you have to get the question in, like, moments after the day before stream ends. Today it goes to Venus. Well done, Venus, getting in top spot. Going to give you a round of applause there. Well done. Her question is this: What does Proverbs three three to five mean? Okay, let's put the verse on the screen so we can have a read of it. Wow, look at that. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you'll find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. All right, so what this is talking about is we rely on God and God's word, what God has to say, not just whatever we want to believe, whatever we want to think is true, but rely on what God has to say. And how do we do that? By reading our Bible, finding out what it has to say. Okay, Venus is also us. Could you please explain Hebrews 12? It talks about discipline of the Lord. Yeah, the Bible says the Lord disciplines those that he loves. So God is not angry with a believer, a Christian. If you're a Christian, someone who trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ to pay for their sin, God's not angry with you. He has set his love upon you, sent his own son to die for you. And nothing can separate you from his love if you are in Christ. But God can still discipline you because you can still grieve God, grieve the Holy Spirit, displease God. And so he's going to discipline you for what purpose? Not as punishment, but as a way of bringing you back onto the right course if you are straying. Dragons ask this, can someone believe and be saved even if God didn't plan for them to be? 
So basically you're asking, can can somebody overthrow God's plans? Thwart God's plans? You know, I think you know the answer to that. The answer is obviously no. God is all-powerful. No one can stop God's plans of salvation. Now the thing is this. If God didn't soften our hearts and give us the grace to believe, we wouldn't want to believe. You see that? It's not like people are wishing to be saved, but God's not letting them be saved. It's that they just don't want to be saved. And they don't want to be saved because by nature we're objects of wrath, enslaved to sin. Romans 3.11 says, No one does good, not even one. No one even seeks after God. And so we need God to seek after us. In fact, doesn't that isn't that what First John four ten says? In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the wrath absorbing sacrifice for our sins. Dragons also ask: When a lustful thought pops into my head, how do I suppress that temptation? Okay, how you suppress the temptation is by going and thinking about something else. For example, if you you see a chocolate cake in your fridge and you know it's your sister's chocolate cake and she doesn't want you to eat it, okay? What do you do? You don't keep looking at it. Don't keep opening the fridge and looking at how delicious the chocolate cake is. You don't let the smell go into your nose. You go elsewhere. You go for go do something else to get your mind off the chocolate cake. You do the same with any other temptation. You don't just say, no, no, no. You say, let's go and do something else instead to get your mind off it. Harmony said, my brother used to do that to me. (laughs) That's funny. All right, next question from Zach. What is the Protestant Reformation? And did the Catholic Church used to be the only church, but with different practices than they have now? Okay, so the Protestant Reformation came about in the 1500s. Martin Luther was the one who was one of the main people involved in that and there's a whole lot of other people as well what it was all about is a return back to the bible the roman catholic church had made it illegal for anyone to own a bible in the common language if they were not a priest and so therefore they were forbidding people from reading the bible which is very sad reading the bible for themselves so they couldn't check it with the bible yo check it with the bible and so martin luther said that is wrong he also saw he also exposed another a number of the other bad practices, the the selling of indulgences to get time off in purgatory. And, and one of the main issues of the Protestant Reformation was justification. How are we made right before God? Martin Luther was, was reading through the book of Romans, and he saw that the Apostle Paul clearly taught that we're justified by faith and not by our works, because it's a free gift. But then the Roman Catholic Church says, well, no, faith is not enough. You've got to also do sacraments to try and earn or maintain your salvation so you don't to either restore your state of grace or so you don't lose it and Martin Luther that is opposite to the message in the book of Romans Paul says to the one who does not work but the one who believes is counted as righteousness and so praise God for that so it's not as if this doctrine was made up by Martin Luther instead he's just checking with the Bible because this is what the Apostle Paul taught. In fact, it's even what Jesus Christ taught in John 3.16, that whoever what believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Now, was the Catholic Church the only one around? No, there was all kinds of other churches. Uh, the Orthodox Church had already split a long time before that. 
Um, you had other churches around that had split off as well. Because Jesus didn't say, I start the Catholic Church. No, the word Catholic, Orthodox, Protestant, those words are not found anywhere in the Bible. Instead, he just started his church. And how do you get part of his church? Jesus says you believe in him. If you're a believer, a believer in Christ, that he took the punishment for your sin, you're part of his church, even if you haven't ever stepped foot into a church building before. Dragons ask this, why didn't Jesus just write the Bible himself? Because God wanted to be written down by others. And that actually makes it more historical. Compare an autobiography compared to a biography. Which one's usually more accurate? A biography is usually more accurate than an autobiography. Autobiography is where it's the person themselves writing about their own life. And you, they could just write in all kinds of things they want to write in to make it sound a lot better. But a biography that is written by someone else is usually more accurate because they're not going to embellish the things in it. And so we see that the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are four eyewitness testimonies, biographies of the life of Jesus. So that's why it's historical. And that's why from a historical point of view, we know that these events occurred. Colso's asked this. Could you please explain Hosea 6.6? 6? And he says, I thought Jesus showed his love by sacrificing his life for us. Well, he did. Let's read what the verse says. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. So he's not saying, this is not talking about Jesus' sacrifice. This is talking about the Jewish people. They had basically made their animal sacrifices into just some sort of ritual when they didn't really care about it. And they're like, well, at least I've done my, my sacrifice today. I can now be a mean person. And Hosea is saying, no, what God cares about is love and also not neglecting the rest of what God commands. Madison's asked, hey, I'm looking for a study Bible. I'm not sure if I should get a regular study Bible or a student one. What are your thoughts? Yeah, good question. I'm not sure exactly usually what the difference is between a student one or a regular one. Get one that you, you think that these study notes are good. They answer the passage and they line up with the Bible. So, for example, one I... Two, I'll give you two recommendations. You could check out the ESV Study Bible. I think got some decent notes there. Or you could also check out the Reformation Student Study Bible. Valentino's asked, how long did or how did people live so long in the Old Testament? That's right. Does anyone remember how old Methuselah lived to? I asked that yesterday in a trivia question. Do you guys remember now? How old did Methuselah live to? How many? Like 900? And? 96. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Close. Just the other way around. Because how many? What year was the moon landing? I don't know. <laughs> this is what Glenn said. He'll, he'll never forget this. The moon landing is the same year as his brother's birthday, he said. But 1969. So therefore, how old did Methuselah live to? How many? 969. Yeah, well done. Good job. Okay. So how do people live that old? Because their DNA and genes weren't as corrupted as ours are today. Diseases and mutations have occurred, 
And what happens with mutations? Not new features are designed in a, in a body, in a person, but usually corruptions, more cancerous stuff, bad stuff, detrimental things. And so that is why um, we don't live as long. We live maybe to 100, potentially. But back then, because their genes and their DNA were not as corrupted as ours, they could live much longer. Austin has asked, is Pastor Mike Todd a good person to listen to on TikTok or not? Harmony, what's your opinion? No. And tell us why. Because he goes on emotions and feelings and he takes a verse and tries to make it mean what it means. And so whenever he tries to teach scripture, it's it's not teaching scripture. It's just a motivational speech. It's not really teaching. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that because I haven't really listened to him. All right. This one from Athanasius. Are we capable of eternally damaging our souls? Eternally damaging our souls. That sounds like someone trying to sell their soul. You can't sell your soul because you don't own it. God owns your soul. Now, are you talking about are you able to what lose your state of grace? Which is what I think you're trying to um, ask there. And the answer is not no. If you're justified by God, by Christ, what he's done for you on the cross, it's impossible for you to lose that salvation that justification. Nowhere does it ever say that someone who's justified suddenly became unjustified. Instead, it says in Romans 8.30 that those who are justified will be glorified. That is, will go to heaven. Julia has asked, does God have everyone's future prepared or we just have to go through it and we and he prepares it as we go on with life? God knows the end from the beginning. And so he has plans and purposes. But that doesn't mean, therefore, there's only one particular job that you can pick. Or you've got to live in one particular city. Or you've got to marry this particular person. No. God doesn't tell us that information. We make the choice of all those things. Where you live, what job you have, what church you go to, all those sort of things. You make those choices. And you get the freedom to, as long as you're not doing a sinful thing in the process. And that'll be what God had intended for you to do anyway. And God will be glorified through all of that. Valentino's asked, when you pray, do you have to believe that you have received it, that you've already got it? That's usually how people misinterpret the hyperbole Jesus gave in Mark's gospel. When he says, when you believe or when you pray, believe that you've received it already. That's called a hyperbole. It's where Jesus is giving an exaggeration to cause and effect. It's like when he said, cut off your hand. Does Jesus want everyone to walk around with no hands? No. It's a hyperbole. It's an exaggeration to make an effect. And so what effect, what, what, what point was Jesus making about the prayer thing? That don't pray with doubts, thinking, I'm not sure if God can really do this, but I'll pray for it anyway. No, that is distrusting God. Pray with full confidence that God can do whatever you're asking for if it's in accordance with his will. And so therefore, you don't think, yes, I'm definitely getting that. That is presuming on God when he hasn't promised to give that to you. right? God can say no, just like he said no to the Apostle Paul when he said, take this thorn of the flesh away. God says, no, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. All right, next one from Zach. If the two witnesses come before the beast and the people on earth literally see the prophecy being fulfilled, 
how could anyone still want to take the mark later on? Well, it depends what the mark refers to. I think the best, there's a lot of different interpretations, but I think one of the best interpretations of all of that is that it's not some sort of future event, but it makes, it's got to make sense to the original audience who's reading this letter. And if you notice the number 666, where it's the, is, if you count that up, that actually represents Nero, who happens to be the emperor at the time when John is writing this letter. And so the mark of the beast is not then some sort of literal thing you have to put on your forehead or on your, on your hand, but simply symbolic of you don't trust in Jesus. It's just a way of saying you don't trust in Jesus, as opposed to the believers who have a mark on their forehead. That's not a literal mark. It must just be that you do trust in Jesus. That's what the mark represents. Uh, Athanasius asks, when was the Bible, when was the first Bible canonized and by who? Under what authority? Well, that's an interesting question. The Old Testament scriptures were already considered to be scripture, even at the time of Jesus. Remember, Jesus said, have you not read in the scriptures? So there was a concept of scriptures and they already had the Old Testament canon way before any sort of church councils came along. And they saw there was 39 books in the Old Testament. And even within the first century, the writings of the New Testament were all considered to be scripture before any church councils had any meetings about it. So therefore, we didn't need a church council to tell us this is the books in the Bible. No, instead, within the first century, Peter in 2 Peter 3 affirms that all of Paul's writings are scripture. And we see then that all within the first century of the Bible was already there. What happened in the 3rd or 4th century was simply that it got maybe put into one single book, but the individual documents were already there. All right, next question from Unfazed. What should I say to a Muslim who, on Revelation 22, 16, it says Jesus is Lucifer? I'd say read your Bible, and you'll see that um, that doesn't make any sort of sense. All right, let's read out the verse. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. It doesn't say anywhere that he is Satan. Right? It says his argument fell flat on his face. Now, elsewhere in the Bible, where his argument he's trying to get it is that elsewhere in the Bible it describes... Um, Satan as a morning star. Yeah, and? Of course Satan's going to try and imitate God, imitate Jesus. Jesus is the one who's described as the bright morning star, the only true one. Satan always is merely an imitation. All right, this one from um, Austin. Is it bad to have the Bible read to me instead of reading it myself? No, that's okay. You can have it read to you. You can play the audio Bible and listen to it. It's still the Word of God. Um, Fishy has asked this, is, is sex in marriage for pleasure a sin? Why would it be? It's, it's false teaching for someone to think that sex is only for the context of procreation. In marriage, it's not merely for procreation. It is for the enjoyment of 
between the husband and the wife. This one from Cooper. Is the Holy Spirit a person? Yes, he's the third person of the Godhead. So what does it mean to be a person? We're not talking about a physical person. We're talking about that he has a mind, he has a will, he can speak, as the Holy Spirit says. So therefore, he's not a force. He's a person. Isaacs asked, were angels previously humans? And how does that all work? No, angels were not humans. Angels were made as angels, and they've always been angels. You can't become an angel. You weren't from an angel. You are a human. They are angels. What are angels? The word angel simply just means messenger. So they're beings in the spiritual realm that act as God's messengers and serve God in ways that he determines. Austin um, has asked, I think we answered about the Mark of the Beast. And he's also asked about the Euphrates River drying up. Does that mean something? For some reason, a lot of people on TikTok read into this Euphrates River drying up. I would say it's mentioned in a symbolic book. And they're trying to think that it's necessarily fulfilled literally. Let's not read into it. Because what the Euphrates River was was a way of protection, protecting the land of Israel from enemies. It acted as like a wall because the enemies couldn't really get over that river very easily. And so it's saying that your hedge of protection is now being removed. And it's explaining why Christians have been going through persecution then in the past 2,000 years because it's all happening according to what God has willed for them. Okay, um, Nicholas has asked, my mum, my ma keeps saying that the Catholic Church was started by Jesus. How do I attempt her to convince otherwise? Simply say, where does the word Catholic appear anywhere in the Bible? Where does Jesus say, I started the Catholic Church? The burden of proof is upon them to prove that, and they won't find a single piece of evidence in the Bible proving that. Now, what they're going to do is they're going to say, but didn't Jesus say that he's going to build the church upon Peter? And you can say, no, he didn't. It makes it really clear when you look at the Greek. When Jesus says, you are Petros, and on Petra, I'll build my church. He didn't say, you are Petros, and on Petros, I'll build my church. You are Petros, and on Petra, I will build my church. Petros means small rock. Petra means big rock. So thankfully, the church is not built on Peter. He denied Christ three times. He was called Satan just a few moments after this. And so thankfully, the church is not built on Peter, but on Jesus Christ. That is what the big rock is, that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. If you even read through 1 Peter, the letter that Peter himself wrote, who did Jesus, who did Peter say was the cornerstone, the rock on which the church was built? Peter himself says it's Jesus Christ. Be who is that cornerstone? Uh, Rutten has asked this Is baptism by immersion the only true way of doing it, or is sprinkling on the head also valid? Check it with the Bible. Check it with the Bible. What does the word baptism mean? The word baptism just simply means immerse. So the word itself makes it very clear it means immerse. Secondly, it says that John the Baptist was baptizing in the River Jordan because water was plentiful there. If you only needed a couple drops to go on the head, you don't need a lot of water. But it says water was plentiful there, and that's why he was baptizing in the River Jordan. So it seems to be full immersion. 
Uh, Cooper's asked this, what is a Protestant? I, I think we answered that. What is a Protestant? What do they believe? Yeah, so it's just someone who believes the Bible as the source of authority of what is true that was saved by what Jesus did and not by our works. Uh, Austin's asked this, how old is the earth? Because there's many different answers. Based on the genealogies, you can figure it out to be roughly 6,000 to 10,000 years ago is when God made the earth. But God can also create the earth with an appearance of age if he wants to as well. That is why we can see light that's from millions of light years away, because he was able to create it with light, with light in transit. And that's why it's not surprising if some people might do some tests and they think they come up with old ages, because God can definitely create a universe even with an appearance of age if he wants to. Okay, Wright has asked, did animal sacrifice actually bring people salvation in the Old Testament? No. What the animal sacrifices were was simply a temporary covering for people's sins. It didn't forgive them of their sins. It didn't actually get them entry to heaven. It was just basically appeasing God's wrath for one more year until you'd have to do it again and then again and again every single year. In fact, I was reading through Numbers the other day. The amount of sacrifices that they had to make was daily. Every day, the people of Israel would be making sacrifices. Seven bulls there, ten rams there, three sheep there. They're all just killing every day. It would have been a bloodbath every day in the temple. But none of that brought salvation. All that was doing was pointing to how there needs to be an ultimate sacrifice, the Lord Jesus Christ, who dies for his people's sins. So how do people get saved in the Old Testament then? Genesis 15, verse 6. Abraham believed the Lord, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Event has asked, how can we debunk that we're monkeys? Well, like I did yesterday. I had a guy yesterday on the Meagle. You might have heard if you were here. He's like, we're, we're all animals. And actually, I think he said, yeah, we're, an, we're a monkey or something like that. I said, okay, if you if you actually think you're a monkey, why aren't you in the zoo? Why do you have a house? Why do you have a kitchen? Why do you have all these things? You're obviously not a monkey. You're a human being. If you really think you're a monkey, then go to the zoo and, and uh, you should be in a cage. All right? There's profound differences between humans and animals. Now, there may be some similarities, which is what evolution is trying to say. Oh, there's similarities. You know, they've got this, we've got that. And I said, well, I said to the guy yesterday, there's a lot of similarities between you and a cloud. Clouds are mostly made of water, and so you're mostly made of water. Does that make you a cloud? No, it doesn't. And so you're a human being made in God's image. And they've got no no reason to actually say that we are a monkey. They want to think that because they want to act like a monkey. Rut has asked, does our soul go immediately to heaven or hell after we die? Yeah, you don't pass go, you don't hang around, there's no waiting, you go straight away to heaven or hell, and there you wait for judgment day. And we get that in the Bible from 2 Corinthians 5, 8, which says, absent with the body, at home with the Lord. And we also get it from the thief on the cross, Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Where did Elijah go? He got taken up in a chariot to heaven. And also Paul says in Philippians 1, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
because I want to depart and be with Christ for that is far better. John has asked, why are there extreme rules in the Old Testament? Like people were killed for sinning. To show us and the people back then how seriously God takes sin. Oftentimes people say, oh, God's going to let that slide. God's nice. He'll let my sin slide. No, look at the Old Testament. Not only do you look at the Old Testament, look at the New Testament. Ananias and Sapphira lied about how much money they were donating to the church. So they're doing a good deed anyway. They're donating a whole bunch of money to the church in Acts chapter 5, and God kills them dead on the spot. Why? Because they were saying that they were donating the whole amount of the property that they sold. But in reality, they were keeping a little bit back for themselves. And so God killed them on the spot for that one lie. That one lie. What does that help us realize? That God takes sin seriously. That all liars will have their place in the lake of fire. That any sin deserves eternal punishment. Now, we don't know if Ananias and Sapphira may have been believers. We don't know. They could have been. And so even though God killed them, they still went to heaven if they were a believer. We, we just don't know if they were. But it should make us realize, wow, okay, if I'm outside of Christ, it's a terrifying thing. And God's judgment is real. His wrath is going to be unrelenting. So that should drive you to Christ ASAP, as soon as possible. But what it should also then do, if you're a Christian, if you are trusting in Jesus, it should make you think, let's not keep sin as a pet in a cage in our room. We like feeding it, giving it our snacks and crumbs. You eat some biscuits, you eat some chips, you give the rest of it to your, to, to your sin in your cage in your room. No, you don't do that. Instead, you get the exterminators in. And you say, I'm going to try and rid sin from my life as much as I can because God hates sin and treats it so seriously. That's what I think it teaches us. Okay, a uh, question from Unfazed. Is it a sin to watch Halloween movies? Not necessarily, but can I just encourage you, don't watch things that are scary. That's going to fill your mind with unwholesome stuff. And don't be watching movies that will tempt you to sin or glorify evilness. Austin's asked, will Jesus not come down until the Antichrist comes? It says in 2 Thessalonians 2 that the man of lawlessness needs to come before the, the second coming of Christ. The thing is that it hadn't come by the time Paul wrote 2 Thessalonians, but has the, has the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, already come? Potentially. He may already be here. He's not going to have a big label saying, I am the Antichrist or I am the man of lawlessness. He may already be here. And so I, I would say that everything that needs to happen for Jesus' return has already happened. Yeah. You guys got so many good questions. Let me answer, just because we probably won't get all these done. Let me just answer Mike's one, because I don't think he's asked many. And I think Sky hasn't asked many either. So I'll answer those two, and then we'll get into today's segment. What does it mean to be made in God's image? I ask because sometimes I feel like I was born imperfect or messed up because I was born with a disability. Made in God's image means God has a mind, so you have a mind. God has a sense of justice, so do you. You have a conscience, or yeah, you have a sense of morality and all that because God does as well. 
Look at this. Beck just made some yummy Anzac Bickies. Mmm. They smell good. Thanks for that, Beck. That would be awesome to eat. Um, so that's what it means. Now, you're you're still in the image of God. I'm still in the image of God, but when we're in a fallen image of God because we don't act as we ought to and our body doesn't even work as well as we did before and so on because we're living in a fallen world. And the sky is asked, is Proverbs 3, verse 30, talking about Jesus? Let's have a read of it. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of the Holy One. Who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? Surely you know. Yeah, it's an interesting verse, that one. And I think it would show that who's done it? Only God. God and he has a son. So that's pretty clear, isn't it? People ask, where does it say that God's going to have a son? You can look at that verse right there. Okay, let's get the Bible trivia started. Well, Beck, was that you? Oh, that's Carissa who's unmuted. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm, not sure I'm what trying Tell us what's happening. I'm trying to log into my Jitsi account, and because my I realized like I'm not logged in, and my email unmutes me whenever I put an N. <laughs> so, so. Okay, thanks for that, Carissa. That was great. All right, well, let's get the Bible trivia started, as we mentioned. Yes, so Beck, what are Anzac Bickies? Yeah, so Anzac Biscuits or Bickies, <laughs> we, we shouldn't Biscuits to Bickies, um, are a kind of, I guess you would call cookie. Um, <laughs> it's got oats and coconut and flour, butter. It's very basic, but it's very good. You probably mm. call it like an oatmeal cookie, I think most I think that would be sort of equivalent. Mm, so good, babe. Really tasty. And Anzac stands for Australia and New Zealand Arms Corp, I believe. Australia, New Zealand Arms Corp. Army so basically Corp? Army is it Army Corps? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's from Back in like World War One or Two days. There's a whole story. There's a whole story. Yeah. All right. Madison says you got to share the recipe back. You should. They're good. All right now, Harmony and Carissa. Carissa's already ready. She's already unmuted. Like she's like keen. For this trivia. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Can you name any women that are mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 
1. Name any women that are in the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew 1. How many? Rahab. Correct. All right, let's go to Beck. Tamar. Nice work. And I believe they're the only two mentioned. Oh, one more. One more. Carissa. Sorry, I didn't hear the question. <laughs> Steve got in the chat. Ruth and Misa got it too. Nice work. Okay, next question. Um, what was the way the Apostle Paul put a distinguishing mark in his letters to prove that he was the author of those letters? Carissa. He wrote in big letters. <laughs> well, so yeah, basically he put his own greeting at the end with his own hand. So generally Paul would get a scribe to probably write out the letter, but then he would... He would then put his own greeting at the end. It's basically his signature. What object did Elisha cause to float? Harmony. An axe head? You would be correct. What group of people stood and watched as Jesus ascended up into heaven? Beck. What was the first part of that question? What group of people? Oh, watched. Oh, the disciples. Was the disciples. Nice. Which disciple, which two disciples asked to sit on Jesus' right or left hand in his kingdom? Carissa. They are the sons of thunder, if that gives you a hint. James and John. Nice work. Are they the sons of Alpheus? Or is it... No, that's a different... Zebedee? Yeah, sons of Zebedee. Nice work. Okay, who did Pontius Pilate send Jesus to after realizing that Jesus was a Galilean? How many? Herod. You would be correct. Okay. And who was, what city did Lot originally live in? What city did Lot live in? Before that city got kind of wiped out a little bit. Beck? I thought you meant like originally, but like, yeah, okay, so Lot lived in Sodom. You would be correct. Who got turned into a pillar of salt? Carissa. Lot's wife. Nice work. Okay, who was it that got drunk off wine? And lay naked, and his sons had to cover him. How many? Noah. Right. Who was it that lied about his wife, saying, She's not really my wife, she's my sister? 
back. Ah, uh, that could be a possibility of two answers. Abraham or Isaac? And Isaac. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And who did Mary go and visit when she found out that she was pregnant and she went and visited another woman who happened to be pregnant at the exact same time? Who did she go and visit? How many? Her cousin Elizabeth. Nice work. Good job. And then... What city was Jesus born in? Carissa. It wasn't Nazareth. It was Bethlehem. Nice. Hey, how you guys doing? Can see you get, getting a lot of these answers. Good to see that. Let's see what the bonus questions are. Beck. Okay, she's warming up her mind. Let's go to Harmony first then. Who are the 12 disciples and you have to sing it? I think Carissa just volunteered. She put her she hand did. up. Look at that. Yeah. She raised her hand like obnoxiously. <laughs> oh man. She's getting the desk drums ready, so just wait for it. It's getting some anticipation. Desk drums with the 12 disciples. All right, Beck, go for it. Okay. Um, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot and Judas Iscariot. Mm, very good. Let's go to Carissa. Oh, okay. Uh, what book specifically does not mention God's name? Harmony. No, 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 you didn't answer my question, so I'm not going to answer yours, okay? Okay, right. Now we don't repay evil for evil, hey? <laughs> oh, no! What is it, how many? I didn't even hear a question, to be honest. Which, one, which <laughs> book doesn't have God's name in it, she's asked. Oh, Esther. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking, is what about the book of Sol Song of Solomon? Does that mention God's name? You think so? To find out. Uh, let's go to check with the Bible. Yo, hey, let's go to Beck. Oh, I haven't done mine yet. Um, I did have one though. Oh yeah, what did uh they place Jesus in after he was born? Yes, harmony. A manger. Yeah. Which is what? Yes, harmony. <laughs> a feeding trough or uh, a place where they would lay, lay newly born lambs, I think. <laughs> you had one answer and then you switched it. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's both. It was considered both. Oh, I think. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Yep. It's known as like yeah, where the animals would eat from and stuff. Yeah, their feeding trough. Nice. Okay. Well, let's go into the song of the week. <laughs> All right, Carissa, you've given us a lot of anticipation. We'd love to hear you do the first song for us. So we'll get Carissa to do John 3.16, Harmony to do Ephesians 2.8 and 9, Beck, Galatians 2.20. Sounds like, sounds like a plan. And go like straight away after each other. So here we go. And you guys in the chat. Wait, what's the order? Carissa, Harmony, Beck. All right, Carissa, go for it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son you go you're singing along knowing the words hopefully the practice is making perfect okay so let's also then do this week's song of the week back be good if you can maybe pass the ukulele over here and then we can do that so this this song this week's song was second no first john not, not second john first john first john two no, first one, 410, isn't it? All right. Here we go. That is CGF, I believe. In this is love, not that we have love, God. But that he loved us and sent his son to bear the wrath for our sins. First John 4 verse 10. Okay, 
So Carissa, your turn, and then Harmony, and then back. Go for it. Alright, I haven't done this one in a bit, so hopefully I go high enough this time. That'll be great. It, wait, no. In this is love. Not that we have a God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to bear the wrath for our sins. First John 4, verse 10. I like drumming for a little bit after. That's beautiful. And this is For this week. For this week. <gasps> new song next week. Yeah, I got a new one next week. That's great. You guys all sing it really well. And we'd love to hear what how you guys are singing at home too. Hope the tune is getting really stuck into your head there. Now, I thought it would be good just to have a very brief segment on something about God's Word. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys, what are the languages, the original languages of the Bible? What was it written in? How many? Hebrew, Greek, and um, Aramaic. Nice work. So Hebrew, Old Testament, and tiny bits in Aramaic, and New Testament in Koine Greek. Now, some people may think, oh, look, where do I get access to that? Like, do they hide them away that you can't access that at all? Not at all. Instead, it's wide and open for anyone to read God's Word. If you want to study the original languages, you can. Don't believe me? Let me just give you a practical example. I open up my browser. I go to esv.org. There's many websites, but this is a good one. esv.org. I'm in Matthew chapter 1 right now. I was like, this is all in English. You want to see what the, the Greek says? On the right side here, you can just simply scroll down to the Greek New Testament. Opens it up, it changes it to the original language. And this is what we'd call an interlinear. So it directly translates the word for word what these words are here. If you want to, you can even press on the words. And it shows you the translation. It shows you what the Greek word, it's transliteration. Um, and its lexical forming as well, and other ways it may be translated. So, 
It's not hidden. It's on wide display to everyone. Now, people might say, okay, but who made that up? Where did Who made that kind of formulation? If you want to go back to um, what manuscripts we've actually discovered, there are websites that you can do that. For example, you just simply type in New Testament manuscripts, comes up with the center of New Testament manuscripts, and it finds, for example, this. This is one of the discoveries we had here. This is a papyri from the 4th century, which has the text of the, a part of the New Testament on it. As you can see here, it's all in, written in Greek. So if you can read Greek, you can understand that. And so there's about 5,600 Greek manuscripts that we have discovered. And on this website here, it shows all the kind of discoveries. When it's from, what kind is it? And so he's got a second and third century one, third century, fourth, all the way down. Look how many there are. It goes on for like forever. And so that is how they were able to, for example, on that ESV website, show you what the underlying Greek is, because they they've basically compared all these manuscripts that that we have here. So you just press on it, it goes to the next page and it opens up, and you can read it here. So it's not hidden, it's not stored away somewhere that no one can see. It's on full display to anyone. So what they would do though is they'd simply compare all these manuscripts and see what therefore the original had to say now my question for you what's the importance of all that what is the importance of being able to actually go back and see what it says in the original language why is that significant carissa because if you really want to take the time to learn greek and hebrew you can see that the bible has not been changed like many people claim it has been that's really, really helpful. And you can actually see how it's been then preserved compared to, say, the Quran. The Quran doesn't have thousands of manuscript copies. Instead, the third caliph, right after Muhammad's life, he saw that there were many different copies of the Quran and they all said something different. So he just burnt the ones he didn't like and he kept one. So therefore, how do you know the one he picked was the right one? But we don't have that. With the Bible, we've actually got all the thousands of copies to see we can know what the original had to say. Beck, are there any other significance you can think of about being able to go back to the original language? About going back to the original? I'm trying to think of your, like, how you question, where did you question? Like... I feel like, I don't know if this is answering your question, but knowing that because it was, because we have copies in the languages that they were originally written in, like we can know like how close they were to their originals. Like they were written within not long after the originals would have been written because they were in, because you can, you know, they're in the language at, at that time. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's helpful. And it actually kind of helps deal with certain people who say, oh, you can only read, say, the King James, or you can only read that. You can say, well, did you know the King James wasn't the original Bible? That's merely a translation into English. 
it was it's originally from Hebrew and Greek. And so therefore, if the Hebrew and Greek says something to the King James, which one do you pick? You obviously pick what the Hebrew and Greek say rather than what the King James might have translated it as. And I've even heard some King James only say, no, 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 it's the King James only. And so therefore it's been translated. We got to translate from the King James back into Greek, which is just absurd. It makes no sense whatsoever. So all of this to show when you have your atheist friend who comes up to you, Harmony, and says, Harmony, hasn't the Bible been changed? How can you really know? It's been gone through translation after translation and changes. What would you say to them? Well, I would say that there are many different translations, but the Bible hasn't been changed because we can still go back to the the manuscripts that we found through history that have been copies of the original um, letters and stuff. Yeah. And they liken it to the game of telephone, or we call it Chinese whispers in Australia. That's what we call that game. And... That's where you pass one in, one word down to a friend, they pass it on to someone else, and then by the end of the line, it's turned into something else. Yeah, but what we have is, first of all, it's not like the game telephone, because it's not transmitted orally, but writings. And we still got manuscripts in these original languages, so it's not like it's translated into English, and then we somehow lose the Greek. We've got both both and so it's akin to writing a message beck writes a message she passes it down that piece of paper to carissa carissa passes it to harmony harmony passes it to me guess what it's going to say the same thing because i'm still holding the same piece of paper that beck wrote originally and that is why we can know the bible has not been changed or corrupted and we can therefore trust it yeah that's comforting it's comforting to know that and so let that be helpful when you encounter your unbelieving friends and the obje objections that they might raise. Now, before we pray, I'm going to ask Beck to do something for us. Beck, can you play for us a medley of three songs? Okay, just three. I'm going to pick them for you. Okay. I'm going to play the five solo song. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 1 John 4, 10, straight after each other. And the last one was 1 John 4, 10, is that what you're saying? Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, everyone cheer I'm around. Nervous. So hard to switch between them, but okay. So five solos, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, 1 John 4, 10. Oh, thank you, Carissa. <laughs> okay. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, all for the glory of God alone, found in the scriptures alone, all by grace you have been saved faith, and this is not your own doing, it is a gift of Thank you. 
my heart is like pounding. That was really intense. So good, Mac. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, let's pray together now. Carissa, could you pray for us, please? <laughs> yes. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word and how it's been preserved so um, perfectly over time that it's past the test of time. Um, we thank you that we can read it in English and many other languages today so that we can understand it in our own tongue, our own native tongue. Um, and we just, yeah, we thank you for it, Lord. We pray that we would continue to read it every single day and grow and learn more about it and learn more about you ultimately. And we pray that you would help us in our conversations. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you agree with Chris's prayer, you can say an amen in the chat. Um, and we're going to get some Amigo chats up very shortly uh, from Ryan. <laughs> That's a little pause break there. But yes, if you've been enjoying these uh, songs, getting um, God's word into your mind and your hearts, we're going to have a new one next week, so get excited for that. Uh, Ian's already had a guess on which which may be one. I haven't, I haven't actually done that one yet. <laughs> So you can know that it's not it's not Romans five eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, that's awesome, and th great that you guys are praying alongside us. We appreciate that. That's so good. It's time for some amigo chats. So Ian, how are you doing with learning these songs as well? You haven't have you let us know? Here we go. Thirty-six thousand people, Lord, may you save this next person. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey. Perry. What the, okay, what the scallop? Perry. Hey, guys, hey. Are you guys Christian yourself? Yes. Oh, nice, awesome. So can I ask you guys, do you think that you'll go to heaven? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, no. Probably? No, I because I'm gay. Okay. Well, let's see. Like, have you, Are you guys good people? No. I think. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm a good person. I think well, I'm let's a, see. I'm like, so, have you guys ever told a lie before? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, just now. All right. Have you ever <laughs> used bad language? Yes. yes. No, the yeah. fuck no. Try not to remember. <laughs> Don't do it. What about this? Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yes. Um. Let's yeah. yeah, now I've done the same things, but if God was to judge you based on those things, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Innocent. How I'm going to hell. <laughs> yeah, things wrong, wrong. So we are guilty. So if if we, I guilty, don't think I don't believe in heaven or hell. I think when you die, you're just a little orb that like floats around. <laughs> what? Yeah, but so that would mean not. people get away with their bad <laughs> actions, and a good God is not going to let people get away with the horrible things they've done. So there has to be a place of. Right, just like there has to be prisons in society for criminals who break the law. Right. So, since we're guilty, should he should God reward us or should he punish us? Punish. Right. Punish. Does yeah. that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Hell. hell. Yeah, yeah. Which is not where we want to go. To. I don't want you girls to go there. So, what do you I think? I think the only man in heaven is Gandhi and Robin Williams. 
<laughs> right, I think it's all done things wrong, haven't we? We don't, none of us and deserve it. Like going on Omegle. And my brother okay. and my sister. Oh. She got convicted and ran away. Call that a Felix moment, don't we? Hey, can I ask you a question? What's up, brother? Yo, how you doing? How are you are you a Christian yourself? I am Christian, yeah. Hey, awesome. I am as well. And so, can I ask you, do you think you'll go to heaven? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a difficult question for me. And I know it shouldn't be as a Christian, but it is. Um, yeah. yeah, we want to go to heaven at least, though. Hey. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I I hope so. I'd like to think I would. Yes. Sure. And so, would you say you've been a good person? Um. I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yes. Nice. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. Not perfect, but good. Yes. Good. Okay. All right. So, for example, have you ever told a lie before? I sure have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Ever use bad language? Unfortunately, I'm working on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've done that too. Or even ever been rude or disrespected someone before? I'm sure I have, yeah. yeah. Same. So if God was to judge you based on all those things, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Completely guilty. Right. So if you're guilty, do you deserve reward or punishment? I deserve punishment, yeah. but... By the grace of God, which I am not worthy of at all, I'm forgiven. So Right. There is a way to get forgiveness. That's true. So we deserve hell. Would you agree we deserve 100%. hell? Yeah. So how do we get that forgiveness then that we need from God? By uh, repenting, by believing. Okay. And when, when you say repenting, what do you mean by that? I mean, repenting of your sins, however you do that, whether it's through prayer, through confession, whatever. Okay. So like in, a court of, right, like in a court of law, if a criminal confessed to a judge about all the crimes that he did, would the judge just let him go free? No. No, and same with God. Even if we confess to God or to a priest about our sins, it doesn't get us off the hook for what we've done wrong, would it? Right. So... I think what we need instead is we need someone who could take our hell punishment on our behalf. And that was Jesus. 100%. That's why he died on the cross. So if Jesus takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? If he takes 100%? Yeah. None. Right. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where do you get to go to? Heaven. Right. So why do you get to go to heaven? What? How could she leave on that? How could she leave on like the amazing news of the gospel? Hey, praise God, she got to hear it in that last two minutes and 47 seconds. Uh, Heavenly Father, do you pray for that girl? As she was beginning to understand the good news of the gospel, Lord, I do pray that she would truly understand it and believe in what Christ has done and no longer in confession or anything else to save her. Lord, we leave in your care. Jesus' name, amen. To be honest. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man. It's me again. Yeah, I remember chatting to you. How, that was good. Yeah. So, uh, I'm you good, I'm good. You're giving some more thought about 
Um, who's going to take your punishment for you? No, it doesn't make sense, bro. Well, it does make sense because you've done That's wrong. I've done bad. We've both done bad things in our life. So it's down to you, right? Let's say I commit mass murder. My the, the example I used last time, right? Let's say, let's say I committed mass murder, right? If I then God says, "Why should I send you to heaven?" And all that and all I say is, "I believe in Jesus Christ." Well, point to what Jesus did for you. Jesus has paid my fine. He took my punishment already. It would be unjust. Christian, it would be unjust if God punished me for a sin that's already been punished upon Jesus for. So Christianity is saying that you can murder people. No, it's not saying you can murder. It's just saying this is the solution for the fact that you've already done those things wrong. You've already told lies that send you to hell, and that's why you need someone who can take your punishment. Right? To me, it doesn't make sense. Well, it does, because if you speed on the road, you're given a speeding fine, right? So either you have to pay your own speeding fine, or you can have your friend pay it on your behalf, right? Would you agree? Yeah, I, I understand your analogies, but it still won't make so, sense. So, so you'd agree. So that, that's how it's like the fine must be paid, either by you or by someone else paying it for you. And so in the same but way... People should be responsible for their own actions, that's what I'm saying. And have you done bad things yourself? No, I don't know. I don't want to repeat what you said. I said people should be responsible for their own actions. I understand, but have you done bad things yourself? Yes. Yeah, so therefore, if you got to bear the responsibility for your own sins, that's you ending up in hell. That's not what you want, is it? Well, but I've also done good things, right? So what? We've already talked about how good things don't fix bad things. I know that. Well, try that. In the court of law, you got that speeding fine, but then you decide to drive really nicely for the next five days. Does that get rid of your speeding fine? No. So your good actions will not fix any of the sinful things that you've done in your life. Okay, cool. cool. So therefore, you need God's mercy, man. You need God to offer you an amazing gift of where his justice can be satisfied and you don't have to go to hell. That's what we both need. That, 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 that's great. Cool. And so but he's offering I'm just not gonna in the person of Jesus who said, I yeah, need I'm to give my to life as a ransom for your sins. I'm just not going to believe it, man. I, I understand because it's very different to what you grew up believing. I understand that completely. But it's what you need. Don't just hold it's on not to what it. I need. It's not what I need. No, I said it's what you need. I said it's what you need. Yeah, how, do you, how, how do you know that? Well, because you, you admitted to me you've you've done sinful things before, just like I have. Yeah, but that's not what Muslims believe. We don't believe this. He's, 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 he's God. We don't believe that. I understand, but you don't have to remain a Muslim. I'm going to be. I am going to remain a Muslim. Bro. All right, that's like a Buddhist <laughs> saying. I'm going to remain a Buddhist just because my parents are Buddhists. Yeah, but I also don't exactly. believe in the contradictions in the Bible. Well, there aren't any. We talked a bit about last time. How did how did you how did you decide? Because I challenged, I remember last time we talked, we talked about, I think a couple of days ago, and I challenged you to actually go and read through the accounts of Jesus to see what Jesus had to say. And you said, I don't, I don't want to do that. So then, are you actually interested in what the Bible has to say? Or you no, not really. Read? I've had to read the words of Islam or something to do. Right. So you're, you're just blindly following your religion, even though there's no basis? Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, how did you just die? Because in one account, he says his, so, he bought a field, right? And then he fell down headlong and his intestines came. 
Now, where now have you read have you read both of those books that you just quoted? From? Yes. No, no, I've read some part of the book. I read but those. Have parts. you read the books? Have you read the entire thing to read it in context? No. No. Why? You why? Owe, you owe it to yourself to do that. Oh, what is it in context? Otherwise, you just quote mining. What people the, can quote mining. What is it in context? Right. What is it in context? Well, my, 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 my question is: Are you actually wanting to know the answer, or are you just trying to use yes, it? Yes, you can tell me. No, I want. I want to know the answer. Okay, then are you willing to go read those texts and read the entire books? So if you don't know as well, well, how come like? How come? So you know, no, you last no, time no. And, you, and you said I don't want to read it. So my my question is: Are you willing on, to, listen, say, listen. to actually say I'll go read it for myself? What is your What is your account of how you do that? Well, they're both consistent. I know they're not contradictory. I'm sorry, they're not how is contradictory. That? Because one right. said he hung himself, one said he fell, he fell down headlong and his gusher, and his intestines gushed up. Yeah, they're consistent. They're not contradictory. How is it consistent? Well, because he hung himself, the branch or rope that he was using broke. How do you, how do you, know, how do you know he was in a rope or branch? <laughs> okay. If, how does people, how does someone hang themselves? You think about that for a moment. <laughs> okay. And so okay, whatever okay, he was, whatever he was attached to, broke and therefore he fell down onto the rocks beneath whatever was beneath him and his guts came out so there's no contradiction there and that's why you oh yeah but the first one doesn't say through. anything but hang himself that's a problem it's not a contradiction so what a contradiction is is where it says a and not a at the same time in the same sense so for example right if you he's still there man yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So, so for example, if I told you about a car that was outside my house, um, and it had like, it, I said it has red stripes on it, but then someone else says, oh, you know, outside outside the same house, the car not only had red stripes, but it also had a spoiler on the back of it. Well, we're not contradicting each other. The other, the friend just simply told you a bit more information than I did. I told you about the red stripes. They told you about the spoiler on the back of the car. But that's not a contradiction because they're both consistent. And so in the same way, um, in Acts, Luke is simply describing a bit more information about what happened with Judas compared to what uh, Matthew... They're just describing different elements of what happened there. Okay, but if you show this to a, let's say an atheist, right, it doesn't mean as and yeah, and and they'll, and they'll say the same thing, and they'll be like, "Oh, okay." They'll see that's not a contradiction. No, but it's two different things. <laughs> is it? Is it two different things? When I said there was a red stripes on the car, but my other friend said there was a spoiler on the back of the car. Are we contradicting each other, or are we just describing different elements of the same car? <laughs> no, you're not making any sense, boy. It's two different things. <laughs> example are we contradicting each other he said he talked about the spoiler on the back of the car i talked about the red stripes on the car are we contradicting each other no but listen you're not getting my way of thinking okay. the so, thing is right the thing is so matthew is how do you die matthew is describing how he chose to hang himself and luke is describing what happened after he hung himself they're not contradicting each other. No, so, but listen. He bought a field with the silver, yes, and he fell headlong, and, and his intestines were cut. 
Yes. Yeah. And how is this different to hanging himself? So because he hung himself, so he, the field. So basically, what happened is that in Matthew says he also returned the money, and the Pharisees then bought the field in his name. And then he hung himself, and then fell down, and fell off the cliff or whatever he was hanging himself off, and his guts came out. But the first one doesn't mention hanging himself. That's what I'm saying. Again, I didn't mention the spoiler. Does that mean the car doesn't have a spoiler? No, no, no. no. So which which one is the truth then? Okay, both. The car can have a spoiler and it can have red stripes. And so both Judas hung himself and he can then fall down after hanging. They're both true. They're not contradictory. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm glad I got to answer that. But what I encourage you to do then is instead of listening to these these people saying, oh, there's contradictions in the Bible, you should just go and see, read it for yourself and you'll okay, see. Okay, do you know who David was, bro? Right. So can I encourage you? you know? Hold on. Okay, can I ask you a question? We've already, no, we've already dealt with one of your questions, man. You, instead okay. of just going on to something else about another another contradiction, at least you're willing to admit there's no that contradiction. A contradiction. All right. I'm glad you're willing it's not a contradiction. To see, I'm glad so which one is right? You're saying it's the same thing. Just just like the car can have okay, spoiler cool. and it can have red stripes. They're both okay, sure, yeah. okay. So, but let's go back to the more important issue, man. You know that doing good deeds cannot fix bad deeds. And you know you've done bad yeah. deeds. I'm, and I'm not can judging I, you, man. I'm not judging you. I've done bad deeds too, right? Can I answer you, bro? So whatever you're going to say, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to convert to Christianity. This is, because I, I don't want to believe in So that's your answer. Even if Jesus appeared to you, you still wouldn't actually believe he's God? No. So even Are we believing him as a prophet, bro? Even if you had all the evidence, Jesus himself appears to you, and you're like, no, nah, I'm not going to believe it. Bro, we believe Jesus as a prophet. That is it. I understand. But you're, you're saying that even if he was to appear before you, even if God was to say, Jesus is a prophet, you're going to say, no, I don't believe that. I'm going to believe whatever my Islamic faith says, even if God appears to yourself, to you and says that. Okay, do you know what God looks like? No, but would you? Like if God himself... No, said, no, no, it's, it's the same question. Do we know what God looks like? Well, that's a little bit of a different question. That's, that's, that's talking about... No, it's looks. not. <laughs> It's not, it's not a different because question. Think, Do we know what God looks like? Well, it depends what you mean. So if, if God is God is spirit, right? God is spirit. But I think that just shows that even if you had God himself telling you that Jesus is God, you'd be like, no, I don't want to believe it. Can I encourage Because it's against my beliefs, bro. I understand. Yes. So is, so it. you know, someone might think, that taking medicine is against their beliefs. But when they realize that it's not wrong to take medicine and that medicine can actually help them, they should change their mind. Okay, so what's your point here? So I'm saying, yes, this is against different to your beliefs. But once you realize that this is what Jesus told us, that he said he is God, he even was worshipped, and he's the one who can save you from hell, then you should change your mind from whatever you were believing before. I'm not going to change my mind. Uh, as many times as you're going to say, I'm still not going to happen, bro. What would you prefer? Would you prefer 
to hold on to your beliefs and end up in hell or change your beliefs and end up in heaven? I hold on to my beliefs, but I'm not changing change my beliefs because, because Jesus came to me. Under good. that hypothetical, which one would you pick? No, your your question is very stupid. I'm gonna be no, honest, right? Just try and answer. It's okay, a, no, no, let's no, say it no, no, no. Your question is very stupid. Okay, let me tell you why. Because you're saying, right, one religion is wrong. This is what you believe, right? And what I believe is completely different. So what? So me saying, if, so me saying, if I want to go to heaven, is me essentially believing that Jesus goes. That's a stupid question, bro. Because if we reject the one who's willing to pay for our sin. You have to pay for your own sin. You know that. You even agree that with that under your own beliefs that you have to take the punishment for your own sin. And where is the punishment taken for your own sin? Where would you have to bear that? Easy going to heaven, heaven. good deal, bad deeds. But that doesn't make any sort of logical sense that good deeds pays for bad deeds. It does. Why, why, give give me a good logical reason why you think good deeds could pay for bad deeds. What do you mean? Give me any good logical reason why you think that good deeds will fix the bad deeds you've done. Okay. Um, let's give an example. Yeah? Let's say I stole a chocolate from the shop. It's a bad deed, right? Sure. And then let's say I attempt, let's say I helped a shop owner get the money back from a, a from a from another person stealing, yes. So, therefore, it cancels out, right? No, that does not cancel out. The shop owner can still say, you've still stolen and you've done what was wrong and therefore you need to get whatever's due to you for what you've done wrong. The good okay. action you might have done did not fix you stealing from that shop. You're just as bad as the other criminal. So what is your point? What is your, what, what is your point entire is, point? My whole point then is good deeds never fix bad deeds. Right, you can commit ten crimes today, and you do twenty two hundred good deeds tomorrow. You still get punished for your ten crimes that you've done. That's justice. Yep. And the problem is, man, we've done at least ten crimes against God, ten sins. We've done probably ten million sins against God. And so, no amount of good deeds will ever get rid of those bad things you've done. And so, since you've broken God's law. Where does God have to send you? To hell. Yeah. I don't want that for you, man. I really don't. I, I sincerely care for you. I do. And well, are you a Christian scholar? Or do you know like, a lot of Christianity? I do. I do know a lot about Christianity. And cool. Do you know who David Wood is? But let's stay on, stay on this, and then you can ask your question. Okay. So you know okay. that you've done many things wrong. You're currently then deserving of going to hell. Oh, listen. No matter what you say, I'm not going to change my mind. And it's okay. You can say that you want. But just realize the situation you're in. You realize you've done many things wrong. You, you know that you deserve to go to hell. How could you ever avoid that punishment that you deserve? How do you think so, man? What I believe and what you mean are two different things, so there's no way you can convince me, okay? Hold up, but one of us is wrong. That's why I'm trying to say we actually have a common ground here. We're not even disagreeing on yeah. something here. We're instead of both agreeing. No, we don't. We don't have a common ground. We don't. Okay. So we agree that... I don't believe Jesus is God. 
Okay, yeah, but, but what I'm trying to say is that we both agree there is a God, there's a heaven and a hell, and that we've done many things wrong that make us deserving of hell. We have that common ground, right? Did you, yeah. agree? you agree with all that point? Yeah, but I also believe that good sins and bad sins are well. Well, they lack awareness of them. So I, I, I don't think you believe that. But, but I've just said that doesn't make any sort of sense. And I, and I got you to try and think logically about it. And you can you kind of agree with me that good deeds don't fix bad deeds. Okay, listen, I am not God. I don't know what God wants from me. That's the thing. So your, your question is very light. So then what you should do then is think, use the logical brain that God's given you. And he's given me a logical brain too. To, for us to think, yeah, my good actions will not fix my bad actions. And so if I have to be punished for my bad actions, that lands me in hell. So then you give up your attempts of trying to do good, more good than bad, because you know it's not going to work. And instead you rely on God's mercy and what God has off how God has offered you mercy. Okay. Do you understand? Like, do you understand that's what you need to, to do? No longer try and rely on your doing more good than bad? No. I'm not going to do it, bro. Come on, man. Okay, my question is, do you know who David Wood is? But, bro, you're not going to convince me, man. Come on. Well, this is the thing. I'm just hoping you see the danger you're in because you just admitted a moment ago that you know that you deserve to go to hell for your sins. No, what I said to you, right? I don't know what God wants from you. Well, yeah, you That's know what I said. Law. You know his law. He says don't lie to you. Don't lie to people. Don't steal. Don't swear. Don't do anything. Yes, but there's also a weighing scale, bro, of the good and good sins and bad sins. But I asked you if there's a good I, logical I, reason to think that. You haven't you haven't given a good logical reason. I am not good, bro. I I read the Quran enough information. I haven't read it, but I'm not good. So because, you're saying simply because the Quran says it. Yes, read the word of Quran, the word of God, bro. Why do you why do you hold on to the Quran as being true? Because it hasn't been changed, bro. Well, we talked about the last time. It has been changed if you look at the history of it. Well, but I'm if, but if you like, even, I'm not. I don't. I don't have enough information about this. Yet, so, so why, your arguments can, can, I, can I say this then? Then instead of just blindly believing the Quran, be willing to think logically about it and see. Well, no. well let's see if it is true or not. Are you saying no? You it don't is think true. Logically I, about I know it. it's true. Bro. How do you know it's true? Because there are mistakes never. Okay, if it was changed, right? Wouldn't there be different versions of that today, like the Bible, the Bible, like the Bible? I've got different versions of it even to this very day. Um, I saw even a video just the other day where they, in, they've discovered a, a recent manuscript of the Quran has eleven different variants on the one page. Oh, where's the where's the information? Oh, it's 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 Muslim scholars. They've come out saying there's they've discovered a new one recently. Um, a certain manuscript they discovered somewhere in like Yemen or something like that and had 11 variants even just on the one page. That's great, but listen. So do you see My that? question to you is so, so if your trust is, is in the Quran, if you're trusting the Quran because it hasn't changed, look into the evidence. You're going to see it has changed um, and we don't just have one Quran. So what do you have? Ten Qurans? Well, there are different there. Yeah, there are different ones. So even different parts of the world. So in Northern Africa, they use a different one. 
the common one they use. Do, do you know why? Do you, do you know why? Do you know why? Right? It's not, dif not different dialects. different dialects. Different, no, I knew you were about to say that, and that's why I preempted it. So what is it then? Dialects. What is it then? It's actually different words, different words, different letters, different words and meanings. Um, in fact, if you if you even look at some of the best reciters in Muhammad's day, there was a number of the best reciters of the Quran, and they even disagreed amongst themselves on how certain parts of the Quran should be said and what words should be there. It's not unified when you look into the evidence of it. So my encouragement, if your basis of why you believe the Quran is because you think it's, it hasn't changed, look into that. And you'll soon realize that's not a good basis to believe the Quran's true. That, that's great, brother. but listen, I'm not going to change my faith, okay? It's just that simple for you. You can say it as many times as you want. That's not going to happen. Okay? Do you know what that is then? That's called blind faith. That's not rational faith. That's blind faith. It's not blind faith, bro. Blind faith is someone saying, I'm going to believe something even if it's opposite to the evidence. Listen, we, don't, we as Muslims don't believe Jesus is good. This is that simple. I understand you don't believe that. But you don't have to I just hold on to something just because you are part of a community or because your parents have taught you something. You examine to see what Jesus had to say. And he himself said that he is God. That's I, good. That's good. I, I encourage you to look at it. And know that he's come down to save you and to save me from the punishment we should get in hell. He offers it to you freely as a gift. If you'd willing to oh, that's good. Can I offer you know who sure. David Wood is? Yes, I do know who David Wood is, yes. So he's done a lot of research, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's got some stuff. Yep. <clears throat> so do how many job is? Sorry, what was that? Your your sounds coming out. Your um your mic's a bit crackly. Can you try and fix it? Do you know who Muhammad Hijab is, bro? I've heard of him. Yeah. So he went against uh, like they had a debate right, against David Wood. And David Wood's done about twenty years of research, yes. And Muhammad Hijab asked him four different questions. You couldn't answer them. Well, if you yes. Well, I'm not sure what those. I haven't seen that debate, so you'd have to, I'd have to look at the, what the debate is. But speaking of David Wood, you should look. He's actually done quite a lot of videos on how the Quran hasn't stayed the same. So okay, I can tell you. Hang on, hang on. He said this right, but listen, there's the one guy called um, what's his name? Osman Ibn Farouk, right? David Wood, um, Sam something, and some other guy. Because he does their um, Osman Ibn Farouk does these. Like he goes to um, Balboa Park in America, right, and he spreads them on Islam, right. And every day he has Christians preachers coming up to him, says, saying Jesus is God, right, and he proves them wrong every time. <laughs> I don't think so, because <clears throat> in order for them to prove that wrong, you they'd actually have to read the Bible to see what the Bible says about whether. Bro, Jesus he has read the Bible. He has read the Bible in detail right. and the Quran. And so, and so then they. And so, therefore, you ought to read the Bible for yourself to see if Jesus is God. Okay, can you touch up for me? Do me I've, actually, yes. I've read I've read the Bible through dozens of times, and it couldn't be any clearer in there what it says about Jesus. Uh, let me give you at least just That's one great. verse. Let me give you one verse, and 
I think you'll agree with me that it's very clear in saying Jesus is God. Have a read of this. It says, Simeon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have, who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's great for you. That's the reason I believe Okay, so at least you now agree then that the Bible does clearly teach that Jesus is God. Yeah, but why, why do some Christians believe that he is in God? They probably haven't read their Bible. So it's a big I, I just showed you one verse, and you knew that. That's great for you, but I'm not a Muslim scholar. I don't, I don't have enough information. Right. If you go to this guy who I said, right, it's Man Ibn Farouk. So, he has read the Bible. He has read the Quran. Yes, many Christian scholars made their preachers go up to him and try to find errors in the Quran, try to find things that are wrong. Every time he proves them wrong. But, but notice what notice what you're doing. You're, rather than actually doing your own research and seeing what the Bible has to say and so on, you're saying, well, go to this person. He might be able to tell you whether it's true or not. But you know why? He provides evidence too. That's why. The evidence so is there. The answer do? is what there. What you should do then, rather than just saying, hopefully that guy can show my case is true, you ought to... There is no hopefully. Research. He proved it wrong. He's proved it right. Well, then, <laughs> hold up. I've just disproved him then. This one single verse has already disproved it. The Bible's very clearly said that God and Savior is Jesus Christ. That's great. So, you're with that. So why don't you debate him, bro? Well, if he's open to, I'm happy to have a conversation with him. But man, yeah, I'm I'll type a name for you right now. I'm talking to you right now. There's no accident that God's connected us together now, twice in even like a few days. I don't see that as an accident. I think God is on your case. You may be trying to oppose God at the moment, resist Him, not wanting to trust in His mercy. But my hope is that you will come to trust in what Jesus did, that he... Nah, it's, it's good, man. It's okay. I'm because good, man, bro. Because, man, this doesn't affect me. What you decide doesn't affect me, but it will affect you forever. And that's all why I... Bro. I'm not can I, can I say something, yes? So I'm not willing to... I'm not seeking to debate you. I'm willing to try and care for you and guide you to... Point you to the way of going to heaven. Because the way that you're relying upon at the moment doesn't work. Because good deeds don't fix bad deeds. Okay, this is your first time saying this, right? Yeah. That's my first time saying this too. No matter what you say or what you do, I just won't believe it. Okay, so and that's the that's the definition of blind faith that you've just described right there. It's because we don't believe Jesus Christ is God. Is that simple? Yeah, it's like that's still blind faith, though, isn't it? If you've got no rational basis for saying that, then it's blind faith. But Christianity okay, cool. is not blind faith. Christianity is rational faith because it's based on the objective claims of Jesus and what he's done to prove his claims by dying and rising from That's the good. dead. That's great. Hey, man, hey man I'll be praying for you because I, I, I do deeply care about you. I want you to be saved. I want you to have I'll that be you too, I've got. Because for myself, man, I'm 100% certain I'm going to heaven. Not because I'm good enough. I've sinned. But because Jesus died for me. I want you to have that same certainty too. Okay. Hey man, my name's Ryan, by the way. What was your name? Um, Farhan. Farhan, was it? Yeah. Sorry, that's awesome. Hey Farhan, it's been so good meeting you and chatting to you again. I'm hoping maybe next time we'll meet, um, you'll have maybe read through some of like the book of John or something, just to learn a bit more about who Jesus says. I might do, yeah, but I'm still on my face. Well, check it out though. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to. That's what I did. You know how that's how I became a Christian myself. I actually just started reading it. I said I shouldn't be closed minded and reject this. I should read it 
and actually what's convinced me that it's true. Okay, thank you for your time, dude. Yeah, appreciate the chat, Fernan. God bless. Heavenly Father, Lord, pray for Fahan. Thank you so much for allowing me to connect again to him, and he got to be, yeah, considering your claims of who you are, Lord, and how you offer forgiveness to us and how you are very just and therefore will not be bribed by any sort of good deeds that we might try and offer you. Lord, we leave him in your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus rose, so I shall rise in ransom glory at the throne. My heart restored with all your saints I sing. Father, not my will, but yours be done. Yeah, that was good. It's literally, yeah. Blind faith, what he holds to. Blind faith is not commendable. Blind faith is bad. But what we have as Christians is not blind faith. We have faith that's based grounded on the objective truth of who God is. God never lies. And that's why when we trust God, we have ample reason to. But for this man here, that young man, he's like, I'm never going to believe what you believe. I'm just going to hold to him to what I believe, even if it's not true. That's not reasonable faith. That's blind faith. That's irrational. And so hopefully that's going to make him consider and think twice. Particularly because he even said the reason why he's... I asked him, why do you believe the Quran? Because the Quran hasn't been changed. That's That couldn't be further from the truth. The Quran has had revisions, changes, all these sort of things. I'm hoping that he looks into that. And you'll see that then, therefore, that is not a good reason to believe in the Quran. All right, let's jump into another chat. Lord, may you be glorified. Hey there. Oh, hello. Hey, man. Hey, do you believe in Jesus yourself? Oh, I do. Ah, oh, cool, man. Awesome. So, do you think you'll go to heaven? Uh, I'd like to believe so. Yeah, nice. And is that because you're a good person? Uh, it doesn't take a good person to become good to heaven. It's, you need to be a good person, but that's not the requirements. Yeah, what do you think would be the requirements to go to heaven? Faith and good works. Faith and good works. Okay. So would you say, though, if God was to look at your life, would He? Would you say that you deserve heaven, or would you say you deserve hell? Uh, hard to tell. Yeah, I'll give an example. So, like, have you ever lied to someone before? We all have. Yeah, I have as well. Have you ever used bad language? Yes, but I've gone to confession. Yeah. Even Jesus said if we look at a woman to lust after her, we commit adultery with her in our heart, right? Yeah. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust before? Haven't we all? Yeah. So if God was to judge you then based on those things, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? 
Oh, we'd all be guilty. Right. So if we're guilty, do we deserve reward or punishment? I suppose punishment, but God is also all merciful. He's merciful, but at the same time, he's also very just too, isn't he? Yes, yes. And that's why there there is a hell where people will definitely go to because he's just. Yeah. Right. So then since we've broken his law, we're guilty. We've got to get punished then, don't we? I suppose so. So does that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Most likely, I suppose it'd be hell. Yeah. Now, thankfully, there's a way not to go there, right? So we can go to heaven. You said it's by faith and good works. So you meaning like cleaning up your life, trying to not sin as much, do some good things? Go sin, helping the poor, helping those less fortunate than yourself. Okay. Let's say in a court of law, though, criminal said, hey, judge, I did 10 crimes yesterday, but today I've done 10 good things. So please just let me go free. Would the judge let him go free? Well, of course not. No, because it wouldn't be just if he did. That would be like bribery. Right? And God's not going to accept a bribe. And so our good deeds cannot fix our bad deeds then. Does that make sense? I suppose so. I'm guessing you're Protestant. I'm just Christian. I'm just Christian. Um, so Are you Catholic or Orthodox? I don't put any of those sort of labels on myself. I just put the label the Bible gives, and that is Christian. That's what the disciples were called, Christians. Um, so, okay, so, you're so then, do you see how like good deeds won't fix bad deeds? Uh, in some cases. In some cases, or, or what do you mean? God does not operate as the laws of man. Yeah, but our concept of justice comes from God, not from man. So that's why we recognize it's bad if a judge lets a criminal go free just because he's done more good than bad. Right? And God himself says he's just, and he'll by no means clear the guilty. It says it in the scripture. So, in your opinion, do we all just go to hell? No. <laughs> good question. That's a good question. No, I don't think we all go to hell. I think there is the way to heaven. Um, I think it's by having someone take our punishment on our behalf. Okay. And that was Jesus Christ. Right? That's why he died on the cross for our sins. So if Jesus takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you to still get? None. None. So that if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where would you get to go to? Heaven, I suppose. Right. So why would you get to go to heaven then? Because Jesus absolved us of our sins. Yeah, that's the reason. So not because what we've done for him, but because of what he's done for us. That's why we go to heaven. And it's a gift that he offers to all of us. We have to accept the gift. And we accept it by trusting that he's taken our punishment already in our place. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? So what if you do trust that today, that he's died for your sin? Tomorrow you do another five sins and then you died. Would you go to heaven or hell? You'd still go to heaven. Correct. Because he took that punishment for you, for your past and future sin. But what if you don't trust that he took that punishment for you? Then where would you end up? You'd go to hell. Yeah, and since you definitely don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting that Jesus paid for all of your sins? Immediately. Good answer. Yeah, good plan, man. So if you were to stand before God today and he was to ask you, why should I let you into heaven? What do you think you'd say to him? 
I believe in Jesus Christ our Lord. Yeah. He died on the cross and he died for our sins. Right. You point to what he's done. You don't point to what I've done. I've helped the poor. I've done this. You know, Jesus died for my sins. That's why. So would you say that you're going to trust that as the only reason why you'll go to heaven? I wouldn't say the only reason, but yes. Okay. So you think what's maybe like half the reason why you go to heaven? I'd say half. Okay. So you think you, you, you go to heaven 50% because of Jesus and then 50% because of what else? Uh, baptism for one. Okay. So, so basically you're saying, Jesus, you didn't do everything needed for me to go to heaven. I've got to do the rest. Yes. Now, would that be a free gift, though? So I'll give you an example. If I said yeah, to you, to be baptized, have a desire. So I'll give you an example. If I said to you, here's $20. Well, you're referring to the baptism of desire. Okay. But either way, in terms of baptism, baptism doesn't wash away sins. The Bible never says it washes away even original sin. Jesus washes away sin through his sacrifice, right? Do you think you were smarter than thousands of years of theologians? Well, I'm not smarter than God, definitely not. But instead, God has given us his word. And so anyone can read his word and understand what it says. Because I know thousands of years of theologians have all disagreed upon so many topics. You read the, the early church fathers, they had disagreements on so many topics. Right? Sola Scriptura doesn't work. Well, the scriptures are God's word. God's word is understandable. In fact, Jesus himself, when he was preaching, he said, have you not read? Have you not read? He didn't say, have you not heard what the local rabbi says? But he said, have you not read it yourself in scripture? So therefore, we can read scripture and understand what it has to say. Now, let's say I said to you, man, here's $20. I'll give you the $20 as a free gift, but only if you wash my car. Is that $20 really a gift? No, but anyone can be baptized. If they said desire, it does not cost money. Yeah, but even the whole idea of a baptism of desire, that's still never mentioned in the Bible either. Neither does it ever say the baptism's needed to go to heaven. Because when it's heaven's a free gift. If it's a gift, it's not something that you need to then work for by going to a priest, getting baptized, or doing any other sacrament. It says we're saved by what Christ did, trusting in his sacrifice alone. Are you willing to believe that? <laughs> wow, that really challenged him. He was, a, I think, he was a Roman Catholic. Um, really challenged him as he's. You could tell, oh, but I want to think it's my works. I want to think it's my works, even though he had no basis for thinking that whatsoever. Oh, look at this! Look what just arrived in the mail. Another ukulele. Okay, look at this. So you got father and son. <laughs> one's bigger than the other you can see that right there that's cool very cool oh nice okay that was a good chat with that guy I'm glad we got to share the gospel with him and he's now able to deeply consider it alright let's pray for him Heavenly Father do you save that man and bring him into your kingdom if that be your sovereign will why would someone want to trust in their works anyway 
It's basically saying, look, I don't want to trust a hundred percent in Jesus. I want to. I don't want to trust fifty percent in him. Boggles my mind. Boggles my mind. Okay, let's have another one. John said, "When's the Kahoot? The Kahoot's going to be at the end of stream, so make sure you stick around for that. It's going to be lots of fun. Some uh, good competition between you guys. Let's jump in another one." Hey. Hey there. Can I ask you a question? Hey. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Sure. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? We go to heaven. Yeah, I agree. So or... either heaven or hell. Now, do you go? Do you girls think you'll go to heaven? Yeah, because I'm saved. Oh, awesome! Great. How does someone get saved, by the way? If you like, ask for forgiveness and then you go get baptized. Okay. All right. Now I'm a Christian myself too, and so would you say that you guys have been good people? Mm. Um. Yes, I say I sin. I sin a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah, I know like God will forgive me. But okay. like I also don't do it at the same time, you know? Yeah, well like for example, have you guys ever told a lie before? Yes. yes. Me too. Have you ever used bad language? Yes. Yeah. What about this one? Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yes. yes. Same. Now, I'm not judging you, but if they are some of the standards that God would judge you after you die, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Right. So if you're guilty, do you deserve reward or punishment? Punishment. Right. And does that sound like heaven or hell? Hell. Right, which is not where we want to go to, right? So, oh, no. so, so you mentioned, yeah. yeah, so you mentioned how, like, ask for forgiveness and maybe get baptized, and that might forgive you of your sins, right? Yeah. Let's say in a court of law, a criminal broke the law, stood before a judge and said, Judge, I'm so sorry for breaking the law. Please just forgive me and let me go free. Would that work? No. No, no same with God. So it's good to ask God for forgiveness, but it doesn't get rid of our sins, does it? No. Neither no. does baptism. Instead, what we need is we need someone who could take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if someone takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you to still get? Yeah. Zero. Correct. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where would you get to go to? Heaven. You got it. And that person who's willing to do that for you was Jesus. That's why he died on the cross and came back to life three days later. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so then if Jesus takes your punishment for you, where do you go when you die? Heaven. So why do you get to go to heaven? Because... He took all the punishments. Good answer. And so then how you get saved then is not by baptism or praying, but just by trusting in your mind that Jesus has already died for all of your sins. Right? Mm -hmm. And so what if you do trust that today, but then tomorrow you do five more sins and then you died? 
would you go to heaven or hell? Hell. Okay, but with Jesus, do you think he only died for your past sins or also for your future sins as well? For your future sins. Correct. So that means even the five sins you do tomorrow, he's already died for them. So if you're still trusting in Jesus, then where would you end up? Heaven. Good answer. Good answer. But what if you don't trust that he died for you? Where would you go? Hell. Yeah, and since you guys don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting that he died for your sins? Now. Forever and ever. Right, and from this very day on. Absolutely, right? So so let's say you guys stood before God today, and he was to ask you, why should I let you into heaven? What do you think you'd say to him? Um, I'd say because you took the sins from me when you died on the cross. Great answer. Yeah, that's the reason, because he died on the cross for our sins. It's so good. And so um, are you guys going to believe that from today, that that's the, the reason why you'll go to heaven? Yeah, because he died. Good. And I good. have faith in him. Yeah, you trust in what he's done. So then out of 100... Oh, what do you got? WWJD. Yes, I remember those wristbands when I was growing up, right? That's really cool. Yeah. So out of 100 then, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? 100. Yeah, you can be 100% sure. That's so good. So does doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? Yes, because then you're also a good kid anyways. Okay, we should be a we should be a good kid. We should be a good person. But, <laughs> but does that get us into heaven? Are we going to heaven because what we do or because what Jesus did? Because um, of what Jesus did. Right. So then, would our good actions have any part in getting us into heaven? No, because even though we sin, we still have it because of faith and we believe in Jesus. Right, so exactly. So it's good to be good, but that doesn't get us to heaven. It's got to be just based on what Jesus did. And so what if one of your friends came up to you and said, hey, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Would that friend hey, go to heaven or hell? Um, He'd go to hell if he didn't believe in Jesus and had faith in it, but he'd go to heaven if he had faith. Right, so based on what he said, what was his, what was his faith in? Was it in Jesus or was it in himself? In himself. So therefore, where does he go? Hell. Hell, good answer. But what if you had another friend and he said, I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. First reason is because Jesus died for me. Second reason, because I think I'm a good person. Where would he end up? He would go to heaven because he has faith in Jesus. Is he trusting only in Jesus to get him into heaven? No. No, he's trusting it's 50% Jesus, 50% himself. So then does he really believe that Jesus died for all of his sins? No. No, so where does he go? Hell. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. So Jesus dies for us only if our trust is 100% in him and not in what we've done. <laughs> now think back at the beginning of this conversation. What did you think was going to get you into heaven? Being saved. Stop. Yep, and you thought being saved was asking forgiveness and getting baptized, right? Yeah. And so therefore, were you trusting in what Jesus did to get you to heaven or were you trusting in what you've done for him? What I've done for him. And so if you had died before the conversation, where would you have ended up? Hell. Yeah, but if you died this very moment, where would you go? Heaven. Yeah, if you're trusting what Jesus did alone. That would make this conversation like a turning point in your life, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's awesome. And as a result, this makes you love Jesus. It makes you want to live for him because you're thankful to him for what he's done. And so does somebody have to get baptized to go to heaven? 
No. No, you're right. Baptism is just a symbol to say to the world, hey, I'm a Christian, but it doesn't forgive us and it doesn't get us to heaven. And what about asking forgiveness? Does someone have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? No, because we're already forgiven. You got it. Wow, you're getting it. So good. Now, do you guys have a Bible at home? Yes, I have like three. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so good. When's the last time you read it? I'm going to be honest. Yes, not yesterday, like last week at church. Okay, fair enough. Now, imagine if you only ate food once a week. Would you be very strong? No, you'd no, die. Yeah, right. So if we only read our Bible like once a week, we're not going to be strong in our faith, are we? So no, how, how often should you read your Bible then? Like every day to yeah. build a relationship with God. Right, every, every day read your Bible. Maybe start in the book of John. That's in the second half of the Bible. It's a good start there. And say to yourself, no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. And that will get you into the habit of reading it every day. Do you think that's a good plan? Yeah. Yeah, I hope you definitely do that. And also think about your family and friends. If you were to ask them why they think they'll go to heaven, what do you think their answer would be? Because I think some would be like, because they're saved, you know? Yeah, but what's the what do they think? What do, how do they define that though? Do they think it's by their good actions? Probably. Yeah. So if they died today, where are they currently going? Hell. Yeah. And so, what could you do to help them not go there? Um, tell them that Jesus died for our sins. He died for all of our sins, and we have to have faith in Him. Yeah, trust in what He's done for us. Exactly right. In fact, you should ask your friend now. Ask her. Your friend can hear what what is she trusting in to get her into heaven? What are you what are you trusting in? I mean, God. Jesus yeah. just said Me too. I mean yeah. mm. And so ask them how sure are they out of a hundred that they'll go to heaven? How sure are you out of a hundred that they'll go to heaven? Fifty percent. My other friend said two percent. I said fifty. Fifty percent. All right, and why fifty percent? Because you've done bad things, right? Yeah, because this might be helpful for your friend. Let me ask your friend. Um, how much of your punishment did Jesus take for you? So then, so then how much is left for you to still get in hell? So then if you believe that, then how sure can you be that you'll go to heaven when you die? Yeah, exactly. Because if we're anything under 100%, then we must be still trusting in ourselves to get to heaven and not fully Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Now, do you guys use TikTok or Instagram or anything like that? I've got a, I've got a channel yeah. on there. My username is needgod.net. So, <laughs> I'm gonna, let me follow you. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. No, I can't add him. Needgod.net. Dot net, yeah. I'm gonna be on TikTok. <laughs> Maybe. I I haven't oh checked gosh. a lot of people. And only a small oh, no. amount I put as of videos. Please but... <laughs> put us on TikTok. No, it don't matter. Just... Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm just so glad that we got to have an awesome conversation that you got to understand this good news today. Right. Yeah. 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 It God. changed my perspective a lot because you know you're famous. 
<laughs> so, yeah, well, it's, I'm so glad we got to meet. My name is Ryan. I'm from Australia. What was your names? My name is Selena. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Halen. Yeah, you can see me. Oh, awesome. Hey, great to, great to meet all of you. And so just remind me, if God was to ask you, why should I let you into heaven, what would you say to him? Because I have faith that he took every, all the sins away from me. Now, should you point to I, I have faith, or should you just point to what he's done for you? What he's done for me? Yeah, so better than saying I, 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 just say you can let me into heaven because why? You took all of my sins from exactly me. right, and that shows that's what your faith is in. Your faith is in what he's done rather than what you've done. Yeah, that's so good that mm -hmm. you got that. And maybe you can help your friends truly really understand that message as well if they're not fully getting it. But yeah, that's awesome, guys. Well, God bless you. And if you have any more questions, feel free to um, send a message through on TikTok or even check out our YouTube live. This has been on our YouTube live, so you can check that out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. Catch you guys. God bless. Bye. Thank there you go. Hey, that was cool. Uh, that was an awesome conversation with those three ladies. Heavenly Father, we leave them in your care. Thank you for the openness and receptiveness they had to your amazing message of your gospel. Leave them in your care. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, all my earthly aims in time will turn to dust. Let me learn that. Loss is gain for those who know your love. All the treasures of this world will never satisfy. You alone are endless joy, so I cling to Christ. You alone are endless joy, so I cling to Christ. Amen. I'll cling to Christ. Hey, I love that amen chain you guys sent in the chat there. So good. Saying amen after we pray. That's good. Means you agree with it. Let it be so. Hey, that was a great chat with those girls. And girls, if you're here, welcome to the stream today let's jump into another one let's see who god has for us on the virtual streets of amigo yo yeah. nice music hey i got a question for you man yeah what do you think happens to us after we die um I want to believe we go to heaven. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Heaven or hell. Do you think that you deserve heaven? Uh, yeah. Yeah, nice. Is that because you're a good person? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a firefighter. I've saved many lives. Oh, really? Good on you, man. That's awesome. Yes. That's great. That I feel like I see you. Why do I feel like I've seen you? Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe from TikTok. We'll see. But let me ask you this. Have you ever told a lie in your life? Uh, yes. Yeah, I have as well. Have you ever used bad language? Indeed. Yeah, or even this. Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yes. Yeah, now me too. I've done the same. So if God was to judge you based on those things, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Uh, 
I think if you repent for your sins, yeah. it would be uh, the guilty would be you know innocent. Okay, cleanse the heart. Try that in a court of law, though. Hey, judge, I broke the law, but I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Would the judge let the criminal go free? Well, it's a pain. Yeah, I see what you mean by that. But like, okay, like I, you can still pray, and your sins will be, you know, gone. But like, if you still take action and do that action, it's going to be judged because you can't take back an actual right. And so then it would be wrong if a judge let a criminal go free just because he said sorry. A good judge punishes criminals. And so God's yeah. not a bad judge. He's a good one. So saying sorry doesn't get us off the hook for the bad things we've done. Does that make sense? Yeah, you need to... It's not just a sorry. It's the action you take to back up your sorry. Sure. But haven't we done many sins, not just one? Think well, about yes. it. God says you can't lust after a woman. Think a sexual thought in your mind about someone you're not married to. And so we yeah. haven't just done this once. We've done this many times, right? And so that's yes. why saying sorry doesn't fix it. But there is one way. What we need is we need someone who could take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if someone takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? Zero. Right. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where would you get to go to? Heaven. Right, and that person who's willing to do that for you was Jesus. That's why he died on the cross and came back to life three days later. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right, so if Jesus takes the punishment for your sin, where do you go when you die? Heaven. So why do you get to go to heaven? Because Jesus died for our sins. That's the reason, yeah. And he does it as a free gift to you, which means you don't have to do anything good to get that gift. You just got to accept it. And that's by trusting that he's already paid for all the wrong you've ever done and all the wrong you'll ever do in the future too. Does that make sense? Yeah, that actually cleared that up a lot. Good. So what if you trust that today, but then tomorrow you did five more sins and then you died? Would you go to heaven or hell? Well, if you were trusting it and you were trusting it doing the sins, that's paying forward to the sins you will do. Yeah. So he already paid for those future ones, hasn't he? So yeah. then you'd still go to heaven, right? Yes. But what if you don't trust that he died for your sin? Where would you go? Well, you'd probably be uh, judged at the gates, and judgment is real. So And sent to hell, right? Yes. And since you definitely don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting that he died for all of your sins? Right now, yes. as soon as possible. Good plan, man. Good plan. Actually, so Sorry, say it. What's that again? It, it, I should have, it should have been yesterday. Right. Yeah, exactly. It should have been yesterday. Yeah. So let's imagine you're standing before God today and he asks you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? Um, I would give him reasoning. But as me, I would say, well, I trusted you with your gift and I have been following your you know, your roles. Well, not, I'm not going to call them roles, but his guidebook technically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have we really been following them very well? Cause we've done all those sins many times, right? Cause remember, yeah. are we going, are we going to heaven because of what we do for God or because of what he's done for us? What he's done for us. Right. So if it's a gift, it cannot be based on us following his rules. Otherwise it's not a gift anymore. Yeah. Now it's good to follow his rules. We should hundred percent, but that doesn't get us to heaven. What's the only reason why you get to go to heaven? 
because Jesus died for our sins. So if you ask, so if God's asking you today, why should I let you into heaven? What do you say to him? Jesus died for my sins. There you go, man. Exactly right. And so I then, see how it works. Making sense? Yeah. <laughs> so out of a hundred, yeah, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? Um, out of a hundred. Yeah. I have to say probably a solid seventy. Seventy percent. So okay. you know, I I I make mistakes, and I'm not going to say I don't. And then there's some days where it's like, you know, my faith kind of gets weaker, but I, I go to church. I, you know what I mean? I, but then that, then if you look at it, every time you doubt yourself, there's always a chapter in the Bible to read. That's true. You're That's doubting. true. Now notice what you're still trusting in to get you to heaven. Are you trusting in Jesus to get you to heaven? Or are you trusting in yourself? Jesus. We should be Jesus. But notice what you're saying. Well, I still sin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. But how much of your punishment has Jesus taken for you? 100%. So then how much punishment is left for you to still get in hell? Negative zero. Yeah, right. So then if you believe that, then how sure can you be that you'll go to heaven when you die? 100%. Yeah. If you're 70%, you're not trusting in Jesus. You're still trusting in your performance to get you to heaven. Do you see that? Okay. I see what you mean now. So if you're actually trusting Jesus paid for your sin, you will be 100% sure you're going to heaven because it doesn't matter how many sins you've already done. He paid for them all. Make sense? I see what you mean. Yeah, I get you. Instead so, of worrying about what I'm doing, I should be more worried if I'm still faithful. Yeah, it's well, what I'm trying to say is that none of us have been faithful enough. We've all been sinful. Yeah. We all deserve hell. But what are we relying upon to get us to heaven? Us being Jesus. better or Jesus dying for us? Jesus dying for us. Yeah, and it can't be 99% Jesus and 1% our actions. It has to be 100% yeah. his actions. So then does doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? No. You're right. We still do good things and we seek to not sin because we love Jesus and we're thankful to him for what he's done. But we don't do any of those things to get ourselves to heaven. We just do them out of gratefulness to God. So yeah. then what if your friend said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Would that friend go to heaven or hell? Hell. You're right. And why? Because he's still not 100% Jesus, <laughs> and there's still a little percent that's left in him. Good answer. What if another friend said, I think I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. First reason is because Jesus died for me. Second reason, because I go to church. Where would he end up? I wouldn't have to say. It's still going to be hell because it's still more percent that isn't all Jesus. Yeah, well done, man. You got that really well. That's good. So then think back at the beginning of this conversation. What did you think was going to get you into heaven? Uh, I thought me doing good, saving lives, yeah, and putting it more on me instead of jesus so if you had died where would you have ended up i would have been in hell right but if you died this very moment where would you go heaven hey that would make this conversation like a turning point in your life then right yeah it kind of would <laughs> praise god and this makes you do... what was that sorry i wasn't expecting this tonight but i kind of you know the lord talks in many ways so <laughs> he does even through a meagle <laughs> oh that's yeah. good and this makes you treasure Jesus even more. 
than you ever have because you're like, wow, he died for a wretch like me, someone who doesn't even deserve salvation. He died for me. And what does this make you want to now do for Jesus as a result? Uh, give him my full trust. Yeah. And now that you're trusting in him, you know you're going to heaven. How do you want to now live your life? Uh, I want to say willy-nilly, but, you know, just live it knowing that when you die, you're going to go somewhere nice. Yeah, but it's also yeah. it will it will profoundly change your life for the better because what did your sins cost Jesus? Um, did your sins cost his Jesus? life? Right? Oh, yeah, his life. He died, had to die for your sins. So, would you want to now continue in a lifestyle of sin and rebelling against God? No, because no. if you have one hundred percent trusted in what he he's been through, yeah, so. you're like, wow, I love him. He died to actually clean us up and take us out of the muck of sin, not for us just to live in it, continue living in it. And so you're going to find yourself swearing less now, lying less, being less, less uh, lustful and all those other sinful things. You're going to find yourself slowly getting better because you appreciate what Jesus has done for you and you don't want to dishonor him anymore. Yeah. Make, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you have a Bible at home? Yes, I do. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure that wasn't a fire call. Oh, uh, yeah, let me go get it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, nice. Very cool. When's the last time you read it? I think I last left off in John, maybe. Honestly, yeah, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. I think I was reading John, uh, it was uh, blah, 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 last month. Okay, yep. Now, imagine if you only ate food once a week or once a month. Would you be very strong? No. No, in the same way. If we only have our spiritual food, our barber eating once a week, once a month, are we going to be strong in our faith? No. No. So how often should you get into your Bible? Uh, at least once a day. Yeah, every single day. Get into it. It's your spiritual food is what you need to sustain you, to keep you on that right track. And John is a good place to start. So maybe get into John. Read at least a chapter every day. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the, my dad. He's a pastor, so. Oh really? He's getting me in the job. Yeah. Oh, very cool, very cool. Because I was going to ask you, like, what if you asked your family or your friends why they think they'll go to heaven? What do you think their answer would be? Well, I know my dad's would be what you said. Yeah. But I know other parts of my family. You know, they would probably. I'd have to explain them. What you just you told should, me. because chances are they're probably still trusting at least partly in themselves, and so they're not on their way to heaven. And because you care about them, you want them to be saved, don't you? Yes. Because you never know when they're going to die. It could be just like that, and they're gone into eternity. Yeah. So definitely do that. Uh, that will be good. Now, you mentioned before like that sometimes you have kind of doubts and stuff that come to your mind. Yeah, what kind of what kind of doubts do you have that come to your mind? Well, I always look at it. I'm like, you know, if God wanted to have such a perfect world, why would there be people in pain and agony mm. all the time? But I honestly just saw a TikTok video that explained that to me. It's like, well, if God didn't exist, well, now how's he put it? It's um, he said, if barbers didn't exist, there would be people in the street that were still unhaired, you know, long beards, long hair. But barbers do exist. Right. So it's kind of putting God is helping, but you also need to take the first step to. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. You know what I like kind of giving this analogy is that if you see a, a house that's being built by some builders 
and it's they finally complete it and it looks all really beautiful you go there a month later and you realize that the house is now being vandalized by vandals and it's no longer beautiful are you going to blame the builders or are you going to blame the vandals the vandals right and so god made a beautiful earth no death no pain suffering was perfect but then humans are the vandals who've rebelled against god and that's why we're now living in a fallen world yeah and he did give us the option that's what our free will was for but we just chose the right so we're we're the ones at fault right we don't blame god for failing we blame humans ourselves for the failings that we've done but thankfully god's making a new world one day that's what heaven is right a, I will be there. Yes, exactly. I can't wait to yeah. be there, man. It's it's so much better than this earth. Um, I wonder if we'll have like a Christian Omegle on in uh, heaven, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, that's a cool thing. We're going to be able to meet everyone up in heaven. We're going to have, you know, got all eternity. So we're going to meet everyone up there, hanging out with Noah, Moses, hanging out with every, every other believer. It's going to be so good. Looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, I'll share with you. I've got a TikTok, uh, Instagram, or YouTube. The username is needgod.net. Move my phone here real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Cool. One, two. Okay. Um, do you want me to go on? Oh, just yeah. anything? Any of those. Yeah, either TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. Check it out and whichever you want to find. I know this is gonna. I do know you. I think <laughs> it took me a hot minute there. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, you might have seen it on TikTok come up on your for you page. Actually, yes, yes. <laughs> I knew, I knew you were someone. I knew. I've seen it before. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. That's good. Hey, my name is Ryan. I'm from Australia. What was your name? Uh, my name's Andrew. I'm from uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, it's in the United States. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool, man. Well, it's so good meeting you. So just remind me, if God was to ask you, why should I not send you to hell for all the sins you've done? What would you say to him? Um, I believe in Jesus Christ and he died for my sins. Yeah. So just point to, don't even point to what I believe, I, I, I. Don't point to yourself. Point to what Jesus did for you. So what would you say okay. if he asked you, why should I let you into heaven? Because Jesus died for my sins. Exactly. And that shows that's what your belief is in. It's not in yourself, but in Jesus and what he's done for you. Make sense? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Did you have any questions, man, or any comments? Um, No, but you, uh, you definitely opened the door for me to walk through. Good. Praise God. That's encouraging. And... And I think your dad will probably see a change in your in your life as you now seek to read your Bible every day, as you seek to live a yeah. Christ-like life out of thankfulness to Jesus for what he's done for you. Do you go to your dad's church? Uh, well, sadly, um, my dad uh, got depression. Oh, okay. And uh, kind of, you know, yeah, it's all good. Uh, but no, I, I do attend church. church. Cool. Yeah, what kind of church do you go to? I go to a... I don't know. If my dad was here, he would be able to tell me. It's a it's uh, it's a type of Christianity. I honestly forget though. It's so, what my you know 
I category I know there's like, there's like there's like Catholic, there's Orthodox, there's Baptist, Presbyterian, Protestant. Baptist. Uh, Baptist, yeah. Yes. Cool. Baptist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Baptist churches are usually usually pretty good. That's good, man. Yeah, and always check it with the Bible. Everything you hear, even at church or even on TikTok, always check it with the Bible to make sure it lines up with that, and that way you won't go astray. Because does somebody have to share the gospel to go to heaven? No. No, and on TikTok you hear that a lot, don't you? They have to spread the gospel to go to heaven. That's just for views. Yeah, they do it for yeah, and it's just because they don't actually understand the gospel themselves, right? Um, yeah. But also, this does someone have to get baptized to go to heaven? I would no. You're right. You're right because we're not saved by our works, are we? Not by our actions, but by the actions of Jesus Christ. Because there's yeah. different types of you know Christianity and how people. I yeah. think if it doesn't really matter if just you're all you just give your all to Jesus. Because no what, matter, if, you could, what if someone says that you have to get baptized to go to heaven? Would they make it into heaven? I would say, I would say no. No, because they're, they're like trusting 50-50, Jesus plus baptism. And that's yeah. that's not trusting in Jesus alone to save. And that's why it is important. that There's, a lot, there's actually a lot of false forms of Christianity out there um, where they trust in self and not in Christ alone. Yeah, man. Well, Andrew, it's so good good chatting to you. I'm glad that we got to meet. And if, feel free to reach out if you have any questions, like on TikTok or Instagram. And also do check okay. out our YouTube live that we do, where we chat to people live on Omegle on the YouTube stream. All right. Yeah. Cool. Oh, is that what this is? Yeah, that's what we're doing we're right now, live. man. That's what we're doing right now. Yo, nice <laughs> to meet you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good, man. Well, God bless. You have a good rest of the night. All right. You too. See you, man. Hey, praise God. He he gave a shout out to you guys. He'll probably jump into the live chat and say, yeah, make sure you welcome Andrew. That's such a good conversation you got to have. I'm going to pray for him. Heavenly Father, leave Andrew in your care. Thank you for the great conversation it was. Thank you that he came to believe the the came to profess to believe in Christ alone. Help him to now fight sin and to live a Christ like life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's hit the encouragement button. Jesus, you have run the race. Perfect love and perfect faith. We are weary, you are strong. In your grace we carry on. Oh, we sing together now. Yes, I am Till I am home. Yes, I am running. Jesus, bring me safely. Amen. Yes, I am running. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to do maybe just a few questions before a fuller question time a bit later on. We'll just do a few questions that you guys have submitted. Let's see what you've been asking. I want to say thank you guys also for welcoming Andrew in and, yeah, being really warm, friendly community. That's so cool. Really awesome. Okay, there's a question from, let's do this one from Austin. Is it is it a sin to find somebody unattractive? 
not necessarily, um, but you don't show disrespect. Bible says in Titus 3 verse 2, show perfect courtesy towards all people. So don't say anything that would be mean or disrespectful. This one from John, how do I respond to a person who says that the Bible has may have been corrupted between 100 AD and 400 AD and the original manuscripts may not align with what we have found from 400 AD? What you can say is, well, thankfully we have discovered manuscripts way earlier than 400 AD. We've got we've got manuscripts dating already to the like 125 even. We've got P52, which is located in John Ryland's library in the UK, um, a very early papyri we have of John's Gospel. And so we've got all these copies, and not only have we got all these copies of, in the original languages, we've even got quotations from other writings outside the Bible which show us what the Bible has said. Because even if, let's say, every manuscript of the Bible was destroyed, imagine that was possible, which is not, but let's say it was possible, that happened. We still know what the Bible says because it's been quoted so many times in other parts of, as in in other writings from the time. So that's why we can know the Bible's never been changed. Fruit Loops is asked, is it really, is it sinful to get a tattoo? My examples I like giving to that is if you're borrowing a library book from the library, are you going to go and write your own name in it? highlight pages cut out parts you don't want in that book no you're not because it's not your book you don't you, you're borrowing it so you let you return it in the same condition in which you got it and that's like your body not something that you own something that god owns so best not to permanently mark it unfazed is asked why did muhammad want to write something opposite of the bible and to create a false religion why do you want to do that Who knows what his motive was? I'm not sure if we can know exactly Muhammad's motive. Maybe it was to get attention. In fact, did you know that when Muhammad founded Islam, started Islam, no one really wanted to listen to him. No one cared about him. And so no one was really joining him in his false beliefs. And so you know what he decided to do? He's like, well, fine, if you're not going to willingly become Muslim, I'm going to fight you by the sword. And that's why he then started fighting people and forcing them to become Muslims. So maybe his motive was attention. Notice how Muslims always have to say, oh, I believe in God and Muhammad. Notice how the very religion has put Muhammad as like the front and center in their religion. Maybe it was all for attention from Muhammad. Madison's asked, what is the Lausanne covenant? I haven't heard of that specific covenant that okay so it's not from the bible okay that's just some sort of a religious manifesto in 1974 promoting worldwide evangelism yeah i actually haven't um i haven't seen that or read that maybe it was okay it looks like it was back in the 70s billy graham john stott francis schaefer were the ones who put it together there you go interesting all right next question from chris is bullying a sin because it's a necessary part of school so kids learn to sort out their weaknesses and toughen up no it's not about toughening up it's about showing perfect courtesy towards all people 
I was chatting to someone yesterday and they were like, isn't life about a competition, like competition to find, you know, the spouse, competition to earn money, competition to succeed at the expense of others? And like, well, that's maybe what the world promotes, but that's not how we as Christians should live. Life is not about competition. Life is about putting others' needs at higher needs than your own. Loving your neighbor as yourself. Not about winning against them or beating them up, but loving them and becoming the servant of all, just like our great Savior did. Rat has asked, are the Jews still God's chosen people? And the answer is yes. It does mention that in Romans chapter 10. It says, has God, and 11, has God rejected his people, the Jewish people? No, by no means, because even the Apostle Paul was a Jew. So he hasn't abandoned them. They are still his chosen people. But sadly, there's a blinding that's happened over covering their eyes. They cannot see the truth. But God will one day save many, as it seems to imply in Romans chapter 11. Madison's asked, is it wrong to celebrate Halloween? I wouldn't celebrate any evil parts of it or death or witchcraft, those sort of things. But if you're a kid and you want to dress up as something that's wholesome and get candy from your neighbors, that in itself I wouldn't say is sinful. In fact, it's actually a great evangelism day, a day when you can share the gospel. As people come to your house asking for candy, I'll give them some candy and give them a gospel tract. All right, next question from Joshua. I know that the people did the whoop, where it is. I know that people did the unforgivable sin in Jesus's day and that they would have no interest in God after doing that. But what about before? Were they the exact same before doing it since birth? Yes. Because that's all of us by nature. We have zero interest in God from birth unless God softens our heart and genuinely causes us to come to him in faith. Now, some people may be religious and may believe in a God, but not in the God of the Bible and not coming to him through Jesus Christ unless God himself softens their heart and brings them into faith. And Madison's asked, if my church doesn't pop up in that church search website, what should I do? I'd say don't be afraid. Like my church doesn't even pop up there either. That's just, um, it's just at least giving some suggestions to people in different churches, uh, different areas of the world of a church. It doesn't include every good church in the area. It's just if a pastor has decided to add, add their church onto that website and they agree with the statement of faith of their website and so on. Um, but it, yeah, so you don't determine your, if your church is good based on if it's on that website. Instead, you determine if your church is good based on do they teach the full counsel of God? Do they teach the same gospel message that we're proclaiming, that we're saved by grace through faith and not by any works? And Carissa had a bonus question related to this. Can that website have bad churches included on there as well? I think they do put a disclaimer on there saying it's possible that anyone could, any church could put their webs the church on there but generally to be on there they have to agree with the principles and the statement of faith and so on now someone can fake it sure but i don't think most churches would bother most false churches would bother to do that 
And so generally I've found that they've been pretty good. Okay, good questions, everyone. Uh, Mia's asked, is it okay if I don't go to church every Sunday? The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25, says this. Hebrews 10, wow, look at that. I typed in Hebrews 10, 25 without the colon, and it came up like with the whole chapter. It says, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, go to church is what he's saying there. Now, there may be times when you can't because you had poor health or you've got some other thing that you may need to go to that comes off. Like, I would say prioritize church over anything else, but sometimes there may be a reason, a legitimate reason why you can't. Don't let it be laziness. Don't let it be, I just want to sleep in. Let's take church seriously. Uh, Mike's asks, what would be considered gluttonous? Gluttonous would be if you eat too much food or if you're full and you're like, I'm still going to eat more food just because I love the chocolate cake. I'm just going to keep on eating it to the point where you're making yourself sick. I'd say that would be gluttonous. Good questions. Let's get some more chats started and we'll do more questions later on. Misa actually had a follow-up. Would these lives be considered as meeting together? Well, in some sense, yes. There is fellowship that you guys get to have here, which is awesome. And this can actually be a stopgap measure, you might say, in being able to have at least some fellowship if you can't be part of a local church because there's maybe none in your area or you're too young, your parents don't want you to go to a church that's Bible-believing or something like that. But if you have the opportunity to be part of a good local church. My encouragement is yes, please do join a good local church. Look who is lurking there with a butterfly and flowers. And have you noticed how whenever Harmony streams recently, she has always got that cover photo. Is that random or is that intentional, Miss Harmony? It is intentional. I refresh my my page many times until I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's I love it. I love it. It's so good. It's a secret, but I like butterflies. I think they're very beautiful uh, creatures that God have made, has made. That's true. Now, do you guys have a favorite cover photo? Are you, do you agree with Harmony that you like that one, or do you like one of the other ones? Hmm. I, um, what, which one do I like? I kind of like. I like the elephant one, where like the elephant's like pushing the other one over. <laughs> I did like the cat one as well, the cat one with like the flower. That was pretty cool. But over to you, Miss Harmony. Make sure you guys cheer her on. Thank you, Ryan. Hey guys, hope you're having a great day so far. And hey, I just got out of a chat. Well, twenty. Wait, uh, it was twenty-five minutes, sixteen minutes ago. I was listening to Ryan answer questions, but yeah. Tayton, if you're watching, it was nice chatting with you. But yeah, you came to understand the gospel. Praise the Lord. And so let's just keep going. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for the chats we were able to have today. And Lord, um, even though there may have been people that might have been stubborn in here, may they have at least um, heard a bit of what is true. And may we just keep being encouraged that no chat is in vain. And 
we thank you for each opportunity that you give us to plant a, just plant a little pebble in someone's shoes, give them something to chew on. And so we just, we leave them in your care, but Lord, we ask for strength as we continue on and may you be glorified in Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right, let's go. Hey, how you doing? Hey, that's good to hear. Um, so I have a question for you. But uh, do you think you're able to have a vocal chat, like with your voice? Okay. Well, maybe you can reach out to us. We have TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Discord. And um, the question is, what do you think happens after we die? This is really important to think about. So maybe just send us a message through there, okay? Yeah, no worries. Have a great evening. Bye. Hey, I have a question for you. Hello. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? Reincarnation. Oh, okay. I've heard of that before. Do you think that there's a creator for a universe? No. Okay. What, what would make you say that? I just don't believe like there's so many universes there's so many planets the space is infinite you know like mm. there's a aliens exist okay so why you mean to tell me god created aliens well we we could go like to science studies and stuff like that where they actually would understand that the universe isn't infinite because it had a beginning because it's still expanding spaces and time and so it had a starting point. So it actually wouldn't be eternal. But it would make sense logically. Is there any scientific proof of God, though? Well, science would actually agree with logic that there needs to be a cause for an effect. Same as like this building that I'm in. How would you know that there is a builder for this building without meeting the builder himself? Exactly. Well, wouldn't the evidence of a builder be the house? No. What would evidence of the builder be then? There is no evidence at all. Well, I mean, how would you know, like... What, are, what is your take on Christianity? What is your goal here today? I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm just trying to talk logically about there being a creator. And so there would have to be a creator. What do you believe our creator is? Well, creator means God. God means creator. And so there would have to be a creator for what our... What do you universe. believe God is? The creator of the universe right but how much power do you believe he holds well if he exists outside of space and time to have made it and made everything within it then i would say it would be all powerful how because that's what the creator would have i mean like a building doesn't build itself the builder that is intellectual makes the building he gathers the right material and he puts it together now, the creator that exists outside of everything that exists within space and time, he would have conjured this up with his own power and made it exist out of nothing. So you believe powers exist? 
I would say only one supreme power would exist. I mean, we have the ability and strength. If one supreme power would exist. Why would there not be multiple other powers? Why would there need to be more powers? Because then there would be like um, fighting for authority. And there, we don't see that today. We see there being. Do you like, believe in evil and good? Well, I mean, do you think lying is bad? No. Well, you don't think it's. It's on the situation. Okay, but you could say that it could be bad, right? Right, as the same way you could say that it could be good. Yeah, but how would you know that it is bad? There is no proof. But how? Would so you how do you know? How do you know that your God, your Creator, isn't bad? Well, what I'm trying to say though, because you asked the question on how I know what is, if there is good and bad, or if there is good and bad, is just the fact that we have our own standard. Maybe you don't think lying is so bad. I think lying is bad, period. But who would be the one to be the referee on that? It wouldn't be us. It would be the creator because he made all things. And so it's his universe. And so would you say if he judged you right now on how you've lived in his universe, do you think you deserve to be rewarded or punished by him? I believe that his standards of living have nothing to do with me. And wherever I end up after this, I'm going to be fine with it. Yeah. So do you think that the government that you live in right now or the county that you live in, they have rules set for you? Yes. Yeah. Every, and every. so, yeah, you're right. And so you can live however you want, but that doesn't mean that the fact that you live how you want, it doesn't mean that there is no government or county that you're under that will give you consequences for your actions. Right. Right. Yeah. But the law is different than stuff made up from a book by the white I'm man. not talking about I'm not talking about a book or anything logic oh, okay. the, the way that we're able to come up with the fact of what is right and what is wrong is because the creator has given us the ability to choose what is right and what is wrong we have our own different standards but he would have the absolute and so that's the same thing with our government the reason they have laws is because they have set a standard for what we are able to do and what we aren't able to do and what makes you believe your creator's creator is correct when there's multiple other religions with multiple gods with each their own set of rules yeah and so how we can know which is the true creator which is the true god would just be on logic he's given us the ability to know what is logical and so we can know that there is a creator because time exists and space exists and so since we know that there would be someone outside of time and space we would really have to determine the knowledge of what this creator would hold so we can know that the creator is all powerful. We can know that the creator would care about how we live in his universe because it's his universe. And so based off of how we've lived, just because it's his universe, he would be giving us a reward or a punishment on how we've been doing because again, it's his universe. Since he exists outside of space and time, his reward and punishment would be after we die because then he would judge us on how we've lived. What do you believe happens after death? Well, based again off of logic, the creator would send our um, eternal souls to an eternal place, which would be a place of reward or punishment. Same as if, if you would commit a crime here on earth, where's the best place to send you? To a movie theater, to a restaurant, or to prison? I think it would be best to agree to disagree. Well, I mean, we're talking about logic here. And so where would be the best? What is logical about saying that one man is the creator of all? I didn't say a man. He, he's not physical like we are. 
one oh. creature, one thing, one one energy source, one anything. Yeah. What is logical about that? Well, I mean, just as logical as it would be as it could be like one builder that makes a house. It doesn't. How do you know it's not multiple though? Well, there would again, there wouldn't have to be multiple because if there were multiple, there would be a fight of who is more powerful. We don't see that going on in the universe. We see there being. Right, but we don't see God either. We don't need to see him. The universe is enough that he exists. Just exactly. like I don't need to see your parents to know that you have parents, right? Right, but there's two. There's two, right? There's two what? There's two parents. So how do you know there's not two gods? How do you know there's not millions of them? Yeah, well, like I just said, there wouldn't need to be more than one God. There would be need to be one all-powerful, all-knowing. You can't have two all-powerful gods. There needs to be one. That would be illogical for there to be two all-powerful gods. That would be... It would be illogical for there to be one. No. What makes you assume I'll, there's one? Wait, so you, you just said it would be illogical for there to be one. Could you please elaborate on that? What makes you assume there's one? Like I said, off of logic, it wouldn't make sense for there to be more than one all-powerful, all Off all of your logic. Off of your off, logic. Off of common logic. I mean, yeah. if you're going, if you're trying to go off of a logic that you want to go by, what, how is that logical for there to be two all-powerful, all-knowing gods? Okay, let's put it this way. There are multiple countries in the world. There's, there's dozens of countries in the world. Each has their own ruling section. We have our president. Other people have kings, have queens. So what, what would be the issue with there being multiple gods? Yeah. We all live in peace. Obviously, there's war here and there, but it doesn't constantly affect us. Yeah. And that's a really great question, but it wouldn't make sense for there to be more than one God. Just Why? because just because they're like here in the world, not everybody is all knowing. Not everybody is all powerful. That's why we need to decide on. Who there is no all knowing, all powerful creature, human being. God energy. Okay, but you're you're making these statements though. You're not really trying to go along with logic or try to be reason with that. And I'm curious as why because it's logical about it though. This whole time I've been curious, what is logical about your God? Yeah. Besides using metaphors. I I don't think I've been you mean analogies? Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Um, they're basically kind of the same. Sorry. Yeah we could just know because time had a beginning and space had a beginning and we all have a beginning. And so there would have to be someone outside of it to have created it. It just makes sense. Logically same with the fact that the creator would have to be all knowing, all powerful. That's really all you need to know. And he would care about how we live in his universe. And we know what's right and what is wrong because we have our own standard of what we think is right and what is wrong. And so we would know that the creator would be the referee on what is right and what is wrong. He would be the final say. What's right and wrong is subjective, though, depending on where you live, how you live, your culture, your environment, everything. Again, so what? Well, it's, it's not subjective. It is, though. It isn't. It's you just that, every, that everybody has their own standard. That doesn't mean that it, you can choose like whether it's right or what it's wrong. It's just the fact of like, no, it, you can, though, based on where you live, based on your environment, based on your culture, everything changes, everything. It's really not based off of that, though. You guys still have would, would have a law. You would still have a law of what you would be under. If we didn't have laws, there would be chaos. And just so like, OK, OK, so let me let me put this into perspective for you. In the United States, it is wrong to see an older man with a younger woman. 
younger as in her teens. That is seen as wrong in this society, in this culture. In other countries, it is seen as perfectly fine and they're married off early as soon as they start their periods. And there's nothing wrong with that because that is their culture. That yeah. is their that's their environment. Yeah, but we're that's that's a culture. But right now we're talking about laws. And so there's no place that has no laws in the world. Right. They have right, but standardized what you will live by. And so it's not subjective. Every place has laws everywhere you go. We no, all have a say of what's right and what's wrong. Maybe they don't think that a woman, I'm sorry, a girl with an older guy is wrong, but they would at least say that, you know, this is wrong to this extent, this is wrong. And so rules and whatever isn't subjective. It would just be like based off of their standard of what they think is what is right and wrong, but it still is wrong regardless because the That's creator would be the one with the final say. Subjective. That's subjective. Well, then why, why are we talking about this if I'm talking about standard and then you're saying it's a different thing as well? So I think that we're having a little miscommunication with like words and stuff and not maybe my bad. But we can agree, right, that everywhere in the world there is a place. I mean, they have laws. It's not that like one thing is actually wrong and one thing is right. It's just there's laws. And so there's right. no, no there's place. laws. But what makes you think that your God's laws are correct? So do you think, and this is, this is a great question. Do you think that someone lying to you for their own selfish gain is right? Yes. You think it's right? If that's, what they choose, if that's what they choose to do, their lies will never Would you prefer them, for them to do that to you? If they do what they have to do. Would you, if prefer, someone chooses would to you lie prefer for someone to lie to you for their own selfish gain? Yes. If that's what will make them happy, because at the end of the day... I can't do nothing to change that. All I can do is continue on with my life. Either I can let it affect me for the rest of my life or I can go on about my day and not worry about it. Yeah. Happy. But if but if you would prefer for them to do it or not to do it, would you like if you had the the option, would you prefer for them to do that? Ultimately. I don't care. You say that now, care. but you definitely wouldn't want someone to lie to you. Would you want for no, someone to steal from you? Huh? Would you want for someone to steal from you? They obviously are stealing because they need it to a certain extent. Mm. Would you prefer for someone to take out their anger on you? If that's what they need to do to heal themselves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going right now by your standard on certain things, but I'm sure if we went through further things, like you probably prefer for someone not to kill you, right? They're killing me for a reason. It was my time to go. So you're just trying to justify it because you don't want to agree that there's a God whose rules we'd be. Under. I'm not justifying it. You I'm are, giving though. You, you are, though, because you're giving them a. I never tried to, to justify do it. But I never tried to justify it. I'm giving you my point of view because you asked my opinion. I did. My I did ask your opinion on. I do not agree. I don't care if you agree you with me or not. Yeah, I'm but you. It's not. Me. I'm not. It's not that I'm agreeing or disagreeing with you here because you. You may be playing it off like you wouldn't want someone to do this to you, but you ultimately wouldn't want someone to do this to you, especially if you have the choice. And so we can know that. But how do you know, though? You're not me. We're completely different people. We're, we're human. We have standards. There's there's something that you Right, but my standards are different than yours. We just talked about this. You told me yourself everyone's standards are different. Everybody's standards are different, but you have standards. You have yes, on what you but think, they are different from what yours. is right and wrong. 
right yeah. they're different yeah doors. so i might think that lying's not that bad but it is still bad compared to the the creator of the universe he would be the one to decide so by your standard you might not think it's that bad but you still would prefer for someone not to do it to you you can play it off no, like I, you prefer for them i genuinely do. i genuinely don't care though that's the thing okay and you might you might actually be sincere in that, but you still have your standard and the creator would be the one with the absolute say. And so would you say you've ever lied before? I have. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yes, I have. Yeah, me too. And what about have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? I have. Yeah, me too. And Every single instance, there was a reason. There's always a good reason behind everything. It might not make sense to anyone else, but it made sense to me. Okay. And that's why anything anyone else does to me, it's a projection based off of their own insecurities. If okay. someone is sitting for me, if they're insecure about something, they don't, they, I have something they don't. If someone lies to me and they don't want me to know because they know I'll judge them. You know, like mm -hmm. everything, everything just, I just feel like nothing matters. Like nothing matters. Everyone's going to die. Everyone's That's gonna... so true. 10 out of 10 people die. But how many crimes do you have to commit in society to be guilty of committing a crime? Depends on the crime. Well, it depends on the crime or it depends on the fact if you've committed the crime or not. It depends on the crime. If you, if you sit on the sidewalk and it's illegal, you're guilty. So you right. commit one crime, you're guilty of committing the crime. And so it would be the same thing with the creator of the universe. You break one of his laws and you're guilty. And so if he would judge us just on these three things, lying, being angry, and stealing, are we innocent or guilty of breaking a few of his laws? Who who made these laws? Who who are you referring to? The creator of the universe, of whose universe we Who is the creator to you? Not to me, but logically we know there's a creator for this universe. No, we don't. We do. Because there the universe is, exists. Because there we have some morality. Now, if you would walk past a house that was just built and there was a broken window, would you say clearly that there is no builder for this house or would you say something went wrong? Huh? If you walk past a house that was just built and vandals got- You keep cutting out. I repeat yourself again. You keep cutting out. Your your lips are moving, but I cannot hear anything. Okay, no worries. And if I lose you for any reason, you can send us a message at needgod.net so we can continue. But yeah, if you would walk past a broken house that was wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your goal was to try to make me believe in God. No, apaga eso, niña. Apaga eso. Just cierra la luz. I can't make you believe in God. I can try to reason with you. Cierra la luz, niña, y vete para allá. Okay. Yeah, I can't make you believe in God. That's God's job. He's the one that would reason with you. But I am trying. He would be the one to help you understand. But yeah, I'm here Bye. to just reason with you that there is a God. You are in his universe, and he will be judging you after you die. I'm not I here. I am my own God. I'm in my own universe. For now, you, but you will stand before him you, one day. Right you now, you are in my him. world. You are in my world. I am in your world. We all have our own worlds, okay? Yeah, take but control we will have of yours. Don't let the creator for how don't let play. don't let society tell you that there is a god in the society tells follow. me that there's no god. No, they that's actually not true. They do. There's actually not true. That that is true. 
99% of society believe in a religion where God is all power. No, they believe in their own religion God where they made a God in their image. But no, they don't believe in the true and living God that made this universe. And they don't succumb to his roles or his his thoughts or his authority. And so if no, you, but that's a lie. It actually isn't. I promise you that. But you can you can. Double no, not a lie. I'm sorry. It's just inaccurate. Well, people try to go by their standard, and that's why there are so many religions. But if God, the creator, would judge us just on these things right now, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? We're innocent. How are we Every innocent? Every single person has their own their own mor their their own morals. Okay. We're not going it's by just, their morals. We're going by the standards that the creator is gonna judge us by. He's perfect and though and his standard is perfect. There is no perfect. No not, one not is by perfect. our standard, but according to the creator, there is a standard and his standard is perfection. No. And so since we're guilty of committing crimes against the creator. Yeah, do you do you wear mixed fabrics? You're just taking a verse out of context out of scripture. No. Do you take do you wear mixed fabrics? I'm not gonna yeah, answer that because you're taking that, something are out you married? Of, you're taking are you married? out of context. Are you married? Do you think you could answer my question? Are you married? Are you if married? God would judge us on these things. Are, are you married? And are guilty? Are you married? Are you married? I'm I'm waiting for you to answer my questions. Are you married? This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. We can go down that married? later. But what I'm trying to stick to are is Are you married? Do you masturbate? You know, we're live streaming right now. And so, yeah, do you masturbate? I'm not going to answer your question, but whenever you're ready to continue the you chat, know that that's sin, right? Have you ever lied? You know, masturbation is a sin. We actually went over that already. Since we're guilty yeah. of committing crimes against the Creator, we're guilty. You know, you're guilty of committing crimes. Too. You're absolutely right. I've committed at least once one crime against the Creator of the universe, and I deserve you committed by. multiple. You're right, but I've at least committed one crime. What tells you what 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 laws do you go by? What creator? What 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 laws do you go by? Given to you by your creator? We are, we already went over this because logically no. we know that he's given us laws. No, okay, no, no, no. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. Okay, there's a God. Let's. I'm saying okay, there's a God. Yeah. But what what makes what makes you think you know what he wants? Because Has he ever he's, spoke he's written, he, he doesn't need to talk to me. He's given us standards that we have set. So we know lying is wrong. How do we know lying is wrong? Because we don't want to be lied. How do you know that's what he wants, though? Because he's given us a what sense of morality. We know what's wrong because we wouldn't want people to lie to us, to steal from us, to murder us. To so how do you know that's what us. he wants? Though? What? How do you know that's what he wants, though? Because that's logical. He's given us a sense of morality. Not logical. Like I said. If he has never spoken to you before. He doesn't need to speak never to me. He's not. written his laws on our hearts. And he's also given us Where? an example of justice by even giving us a court system here on earth. And and governors and stuff to rule over us. He's given us a, enough examples to know that there is a creator. And to know that he cares about how we live in his universe. Because we have enough evidence around us. What evidence? I've already mentioned it, but whenever you're ready to talk more about this, just send a message. <sighs> I was getting tongue twisted, uh, but we'll pray for her. Uh, dear Father in heaven, I pray for that woman, and I pray that I was showing perfect courtesy to her. I know my voice is kind of like wearing out, so I had to speak up a bit. 
but I pray that she would know I wasn't trying to debate or just try to offend her in any way, but I was trying to reason with her about you. And I pray that she would be humbled and that she'd be able to be convinced that there is a God, but not only that, but you would also care about how we live in your universe. And so may she come to trust only in you and may I see her in heaven one day, if that would be your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right. My voice is like, <laughs> but praise the Lord, no chat in vain. Yeah, Mike, I saw your question. Um, I know that was like an awkward thing. Sometimes people do ask that, but they literally tried to ask those kind of questions to make you feel uncomfortable. And so like, not to say that she was like a narcissist or anything like that, but sometimes they try to say something to make you feel uncomfortable because it's literally them like trying to back you away from them. And um, it's just a mechanism or something like that, or just something to take the finger that's being pointed at them and point it back at us. But you know, you don't ever have to answer that kind of type of question, um, but you can just try to reason with them with just a few of the laws that you've been over already. But uh, yeah, I hope I didn't sound rude with her or anything. I do hope that she would hear the gospel and trust in Jesus, but I'm just going to say we're just puffed up for now. Um, but yeah, hopefully you guys would be encouraged ever so more to join training and just know that it's not always easy, but it's worth it. So let's keep going. Hey, I have a question for you. How old are you? Why well, asked a question to ask a question first? Could you ask okay. Yeah. What do you think happens to us after we die? Well, I think that. <laughs> I know it's scary to think about, but would you say you believe in God? I think no. Okay. I believe in a higher being, though. Well, you think like a God? I don't believe in a biblical God. Yeah, so what I'm talking about is basic logic. And so we know there's a creator for our universe, right? Mm -hmm. No, there's not. It's science. There's not a creator. God just didn't poof us into existence. Do you believe in evolution? Well, in order for evolution... Do you believe in evolution? Well, what yes I'm, or no? What I'm, yes or no, yes or no, yes or okay, no. Okay, so what I'm trying to say, though, because you just uh -huh. said a whole bunch of things... Okay, 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 okay. Go, go, go. carry on. For carry evolution on. to be a thing, there would still have to be a creation there would still have to be a beginning to everything. Science. Okay, think about this. Think about this. Life is uh starts very small, very sore cell, single cell amoebas evolves for millions of years. It's very hard to get this little cell to evolve. And they start doing it very slowly, very slowly. And billions and billions of years it takes us to evolve into this. And here we are. That's that's scientifically proven. It actually isn't scientifically proven. No, that is that definitely is. No, but well, we do have we do oh, have like yeah. proof of what happens in a womb and stuff. I'm nothing. jerking off right now. Okay. I have my fingers in my hand. I'm jerking off. Well, I hope voice. not because we're live streaming right now. So. <laughs> What's up, chat? What's up, yeah. chat? So, anyways, we can know that there was a creator for this universe because it had a beginning. Time had a beginning. Space had a beginning because it's expanding. Show it. him to me. You don't need to see him. The universe is enough. Everywhere. I want to see him. I want to meet him. Well, show me the builder of your house right now. Who built your house? Uh, 
I know. How do I know there was a builder for your house? I don't believe you. I saw the person building my house. That's not enough proof. Show me the builder of your house. I don't believe there's a builder for your house. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. This and so it ideology doesn't make any sense to so say stupid. that I have to show you a creature. Right, go find the big man in the sky and talk to him and tell him to talk to me because I want to talk to him. Well, he, you can you can know that he exists because he's I right do go to church. Everywhere. I'm Catholic. So. Okay. You, so, are, oh, are hey, Christian? that's awesome. Are you Christian? Well, before I get to that, based off of how you've lived, do you think that you deserve to be rewarded or punished by God? I smoke, I drink, I have underage sex, I have sex before marriage. Okay. Uh, what else? What else? I do lines of coke every day. I'm a really shitty person. I throw bricks at homeless people. Okay. Crazy shit. Yeah. I would say I don't deserve I think No, no, I think I should be rewarded for that. I would say I don't deserve heaven. Have you ever lied? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yeah. Yeah, same. And have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? Yeah, somebody's fucking life. <gasps> yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, Obviously. Yeah. First of all, do you think you can have a serious conversation? Because this is really important. You don't know when you're going to die. And maybe oh, you don't, shit. Maybe you don't right. think about your eternity, but I do. Fuck. It all, all right. goes black. There's nothing. There's well, nothing there, after there actually, death. I'm sorry there to break actually it. is. Nothing. I'm, willing, I'm, I'm happy to share good news. I'm sorry to break it to you. There's actually nothing. There actually, there actually is. But I encourage yeah. you to check out our link. We have a lot of solid stuff. Wait, wait, stay. Father, all my earthly aims in time will turn to dust. Let me learn that loss is gain for those who know your love. All the treasures of this world will never satisfy. Endless joy, so I cling to Christ. You alone are endless joy, so I cling to Christ. All glory to God. Um, yeah, that was hard. Like, you don't ever want to step out, like. Every chat is kind of hard sometimes whenever it's like that because you don't want to leave, but you also want to be wise because if he continues on, you know, saying certain things and he's unwilling to talk, maybe he might have been, you know, because Brian shows in chats where I would have left where someone would have come to later on understand, but sometimes they're just not willing to talk. So, uh, yeah. Also, let's remember to be respectful to those people because remember, if it wasn't God showing us grace and mercy, it would have been us doing the same. So. Uh, but yeah, praise the Lord. Join training. I couldn't tell you that enough. And let's let's keep going. I think Ryan's just going to be around the corner somewhere, but maybe not. I actually just moved over my screen and it was frozen from whenever Ryan was there before leaving and it, it tricked me. But yeah, let's go. Oh, I didn't pray for him. Uh, dear Father in heaven, I pray for that kid. I pray that he would be able to take things seriously because people die all the time. You don't have to be um, over 21 to die it's any age before and after. And so may this person really just take our chat seriously and be shocked, just be shocked by the fact that he's offended a holy God. And may he come to hear the gospel in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Hey, how are you doing? 
Hey, I have a question for you. All right. Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Uh, I think I'm going to go to heaven. Oh, that's awesome. Do you think everybody goes there? No. No, I agree. And so how do you think someone is able to go to heaven? I think you just have to be like me. Like a really nice person. Fun. Fun? Okay. Happy. Do you think God cares about how we live in his universe? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's his universe. By the way, I love your butterflies back there. They're so pretty. Um, and so do you think if he judged you right now, do you think you deserve to be rewarded or punished by him for how you've been living in this universe? Both. Both? Okay. I would say I don't deserve both. I deserve to be punished. Have you ever lied? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yeah, sure. Yeah, me too. And what about, have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? I suppose so. Yeah, I have as well. And so if God would just judge us on these things right now, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? Guilty. Yeah. And so since we've committed crimes against God, does that look like we deserve to be rewarded or punished by him? What are you trying to say here? Well, I mean, if we've committed crimes against God, should we be rewarded? If we've done good things as well. Well, so here on Earth, if you commit five serious crimes and do five good things, are the police going to ignore your crimes? No, but like, it's different. Well, it actually is different in a way because we here on Earth. Oh, no. <gasps> well, may she think about that. No chat in vain. Um, dear Father in Heaven, I pray for that girl. May she really just understand that as well. Maybe she had a Felix moment. Maybe she lost connection. I don't know. You know. But may she hear the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Also, I think someone just hopped into the stream room. Who is that? That's Daxton. Hi, Daxton. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm glad to be here. Welcome, welcome. It's good. It's good that you are here. That's awesome. How was training? Thanks. It, it was good. It was fun. I'm... Uh kind of slow at this but we're getting there hey we are all learning every day like piece by piece you know it's it's only god who convinces people of the gospel and it's just a joy that we get to learn each day and so yeah. yes absolutely well congratulations on graduating and it's good to have you thank you now, thank you would you refer paul as a trainer yeah he was good <laughs> i love paul oh <laughs> That's awesome. Paul, you have anything you want to say on the You guys are too kind. Yeah, no, Daxton's really good. I mean, we've been talking to Daxton for a number of months, actually, and uh, with the comings and goings of our chat. So, hey, look, yeah, Daxton just picked it up like fire because he's sort of watched the streams before, and um, I've always I've, – I've grilled him in the past about everything <laughs> that he now needs to grill people with as well. So the training went very easy for, for Daxton, and um, – yeah, such a fast learner as well. So it's uh, good to have him on board. So well done, Dax. Then you've done well. But the thing is now, because he keeps saying on the YouTube channel, oh, I need to talk to Paul. Now I get to talk to him every day. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure having you, brother. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, praise the Lord. Well, Dax, or Dax, what do you prefer to be called? Dax uh, Daxton. Daxton. Anything's fine, though. 
Okay. Well, I prefer to call people by their name, but yeah, yeah anything. That's awesome. Well, it's good to have you. Uh, we're going to do Bible trivia Kahoot in a moment, but I guess until then I can continue having chats. No problem. No worries. Um, but I know Ryan's going to pop in the moment that I just start up a chat. So just, just be ready on that guys. Um, but yeah, good to have you, Daxton. Thank you. And Paul. Thank you. <laughs> um, I would say during the law with this girl. I'll, so I'll while, you, while you're doing that, and we, we're sort of um, buffering some time because we know Ryan will come in in a second. And as soon as you do start a chat, yes, he will probably take over with answering questions. But, hey, look, can I just emphasise the importance of training that there's a lot of you out there that know what to do. And I think you're just probably scared because you might be feeling like you're under some sort of performance. But but don't be worried about that because it's not a it's not a pass-fail course as such it's like we are here to help you learn how to share the gospel effectively now we know what we've got in place works we know the script works now the script is a guide that we use and we treat it like it's a new bike that we've created for somebody to learn how to ride and so if you stick with learning how to ride this bike mate after after no time once the training wheels comes off yeah you're going to fall off the bike you're going to hit your head you're going to fall off and break your knee mate get back on the bike keep practicing and we give you the guidance on how to ride the bike, okay? But don't put your own square wheels on the bike or put a seat on there that you can't sit on, right? Just stick with the, the bike that we've written and given to you to read and ride. And over time, if you practice this, then you keep practicing like anything, you get good at it. And then if it's like a bike, then you'd be doing backflips over jumps at the Olympics in no time. And so don't be stressed about thinking that it's too hard uh, yeah, it can be hard with some people, but um, look, it's a it's a great process to go through. Um, Daxon's a great testament to that. And um, here is Ryan. Hey, thank you for that, Paul and Harmony. So good. Um, welcome, everyone. Great to have to be back after our TikTok live. And we're going to answer more of your questions now. If you have any, put them in the chat right about now. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't, because that's going to be how you get to type into the chat now i'm going to see who got here first from our tiktok live it was the word return you know how jesus is coming back can't wait for that i'm going to see who got here first it was michael he was the first one who got in good job there michael gonzalez and then it was Eunice, gm benki hudson mia uh, becera misa franco stan lucas mike jansen Isaac, good to see you guys. And a whole lot of others have typed that word in as well. Are you ready? It's time for an exciting question time. This is where you ask your questions, and I'm going to answer it. So put your questions in the chat now. And only put it there once. Please don't repeat it multiple times. Once is sufficient. Okay, first one came in from Hudson. Did the devil tempt Jesus? And if so, how? Yes, he did. At the start of Jesus' public ministry, he went out into the desert, and Jesus fasted for 40 days. Now, that's a long time, isn't it? 40 days. And we see that the devil came after that and gave him three temptations. To turn the stones into bread, to throw himself off the temple, and to worship Satan. And what did Jesus do with each of those temptations? He quoted scripture. And that can help you when you fight against sin as well. Know scripture, memorize it. That's why we do these songs, to get it into your head 
to help you to fight against sin and temptation. Next question from GM. What will Judgment Day be like for Christians? Will we be judged for sins that we haven't repented for? Are there any verses that explain it? We get judged for whatever we've done here on this earth. And it speaks about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It talks about whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. We make it our aim to please God. Why? Verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. So we still get judged on judgment day based on whatever we've done. The thing is, though, for our sins, any bad actions we've done, those sins are all paid for by Jesus. He's our advocate with the Father, it says in 1 John 2, 1. He's advocating us, advocating on our behalf, and therefore there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 1. But God will still bring it out before us. So it might, we might realize how bad we were, so we might praise him for his mercy. But then God will judge us based on our good deeds, not for entry into heaven, but just for what rewards that God wants to assign us in heaven. And you can read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Hudson has asked, why did Lucifer rebel against God? In the Bible, it seems to be pride was what got the better of him. He wanted to overthrow God. He thought he was better than God. He didn't like God. He wanted to hate upon him and get rid of God. Isn't that the same problem with us, with our sin? We think we know better than God, and that's why we sin. And so it's that same sin that Lucifer did is what we as humans have done. The difference is God doesn't offer forgiveness to Lucifer, to any of the demons. He only offers forgiveness to us as humans if we would believe. Ride has asked this, why are there many different books of the Bible? Or why are there many different Bibles? Well, there's not really many different Bibles. There's the one Bible, but the Bible uh, was originally written in Hebrew and in Koine Greek. They're the two main languages of the Bible. Now, that's been translated into English. It's been translated into Latin, Arabic, French, German, every language of the, basically in the world today, the Bible's been translated into. And that's why you think there's many different Bibles, because they're just different translations into English. But there's still only one Bible. That is what we came from in the Hebrew and the Greek. Now, we don't have the original manuscripts themselves, but we've got thousands of copies of them, which is why we know what the original said. Sophia has asked, could you please talk about the book of Enoch? Sure. For some reason, people are really getting into the book of Enoch, or some circles they are, which doesn't make any sort of sense, because it wasn't written by Enoch. Enoch lived way before Noah, even before the flood. So therefore, this book, the book of Enoch, came only just like a couple hundred years before Jesus rocked up on the scene. So thousands of years after the flood. So it cannot be written by the Enoch that the Bible mentions. Secondly, the book of Enoch was never considered to be scripture by the Jewish community who God entrusted his, his word to. 
It says in Romans 3, verse 2, God entrusted the Jews with the oracles of God, and they did not consider Enoch to be scripture, the book of Enoch to be scripture. And therefore, neither did Jesus. You'll never see Jesus quoting from Enoch, nor do you see the apostles quoting and affirming the book of Enoch as scripture. And that's why we don't. And that's why it's not part of the Bible. Okay, so don't worry about whatever's in that book. It's not scripture. Next question from Rani. And by the way, guys, please stick around. After these questions, we're going to get do a Bible trivia kahoot, which you guys are going to enjoy. But we're going through your questions now. Rani's question is, will children automatically go into heaven? The Bible doesn't say that, that any child who lives goes to heaven. We don't know what happens to infants who die when they're young. Because we know that no infant is is innocent. Every every person is born as a sinner. We have all original sin. And baptism does not cleanse original sin, in case you're wondering. That does not cleanse it. So we leave it up to God. God hasn't told us in his word, and so we can be content with that, saying God will determine what's best about those infants who die in infancy. Eunice has asked, do prayers get answered in all the religions? Not because they've prayed, but in spite of their prayer, God can still show kindness to a person. For example, I've chatted to a Hindu or whatever. And you might say, look, oh, I prayed about this thing and bam, it happened. But that doesn't mean it's because he was praying to his Hindu God that it happened. It's just God's kindness that God can allow some good things to happen to unbelievers as well. He sends the rain and the sunshine on the just and the unjust. But it does say in the Bible that God abhors the prayers of the wicked. He abhors their prayers. And that only those who come to trust in Christ to pay for their sins, they're the ones who the, whose prayers the Lord loves and wants to answer. This one from Wow, who's asked, What's your thoughts on Acts 22.16? Oh, good question. Let's read out this verse and we'll see what it has to say. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. Now, sometimes people read this verse and say, see, it says, uh, wash away your sins by getting baptized. Uh, No, it doesn't. Read it again. Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins. It doesn't connect washing away your sins with baptism, does it? By the fact it has the word and in the middle. It says, rise and be baptized and wash away your sins. And so it's not connecting wash away your sins with baptism. Instead, it seems to be connecting it with calling on his name. And calling on his name is simply another way of saying, who are you going to call? Who are you going to rely upon to save you? Jesus Christ to save you. So it's not connecting baptism with washing away of your sins if you just read the verse. Unfazed is asked the next question. Did God make people with deformities or was it just from the corruption of the earth? It's the result of living in a fallen world. That's why there's death, suffering, and people are born with disabilities and deformities. And yet that doesn't happen by accident. God still allowed that to happen. In fact, I know of a I know of people who are who are have deformities or disabilities, and they actually praise God for it. Because it meant that they weren't living a 
kind of going and ignoring God and living for money and living for the world, it actually allowed them to draw closer to God and realize what life's about. Life is not about having an able body and doing whatever you want to do. Life is about getting to know your creator and living for him in this earth. Franco has asked, I just found out that my local Catholic church preaches that we're saved by grace through faith, through the death of Christ. Do you approve of my church even if it's Catholic? Well, there are people probably in a Catholic church who believe that we're saved by grace through faith, not by works. But I would want to check. What I would check, what I'd encourage you to do, Franco, is ask them, do you have to get baptized to go to heaven? If they say yes, they're not teaching we're saved by grace through faith anymore. If they think that baptism washes away original sin, it's not by grace through faith. If they think that they have to do sacraments to get sins forgiven, or you have to go to confession, or you have to, or you could lose your state of grace by doing a mortal sin, they're not believing that we're saved by grace through faith, which is officially what the Catholic Church teaches. So I would ask those specific questions because they might say the phrase, oh, saved by grace through faith, but then by the fact that they teach you that you've got it, you could lose your salvation or that you have to get baptized or do other things would show they don't actually believe. It's by grace through faith alone the key word is alone not just by grace through faith it must be by grace alone through faith alone in christ alone all for the glory of god alone found in the scripture alone jake has asked what's god's will to go to heaven when it says that works don't get you to heaven yeah the bible's so clear on that says for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of god not a result of works so that no one may boast ephesians 2 8 and 9 so that's what god's will is that you would trust that christ is enough is jesus enough to get you to heaven or do you think that you need to contribute something to your salvation if you think you need to contribute a bit of baptism, a bit of good deeds, a bit of asking, a bit of sacraments, you're not thinking Jesus is enough to save you, and therefore you will not be saved. Bereka has asked, could you please explain 1 Corinthians 14.34? What is that talking about there? It says, the women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. Yeah, that's a very similar verse to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, which says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man, rather she is to remain quiet. Now, the context of these verses is only in the local church, not elsewhere. It's basically saying that a woman should not be the teacher at the front of the church. She should not be the one preaching now some people say but isn't that just a cultural thing surely that was just a cultural thing it's not really relevant for us today right let's look at the reason why next verse verse 13 for adam was formed first then eve that's his whole reason just because adam was made first and then eve that's why women cannot be preaching in the church according to scripture no not according to my own words but according to scripture uh, he goes on to say give a second reason and adam was not deceived but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. And that's talking about in the Garden of Eden there. That is the basis. Not a cultural reason then, but a creation reason.
This one from Michael. Can a Christian be a cop or an FBI agent? Because don't they kill? Yeah, a Christian could be a cop or an FBI agent because guess what? The government has authority to kill people if they do it rightly and justly. They have the power to bear the sword, according to Romans chapter 13. That doesn't mean they abuse their power. They use it in a rightful way to punish the wrongdoer. And part of that may be taking someone's life if it's in accordance with the law. And so that's not sinful if it's in accordance with the law. Incognito Burrito has asked, that's a funny username, how do you explain dinosaurs in the Bible? Well, I read out the passage about dinosaurs in the Bible, and that's in Job 40 and 41, and I say, they're creatures that God made. So when an atheist brings up, what about dinosaurs? You say, well, they're in the Bible. Go read it, Job 40 and 41. Fritz has asked, does the Holy Spirit have a God? The Holy Spirit is God, just like the Father is God and the Son is God. And they each call each other God. So one God existing as those three distinct persons. Uh, this one from Jake. How do I know for sure if I'm praying in tongues? Did you know the phrase praying in tongues does not appear in the Bible? Instead, the Bible speaks about the gift of speaking in tongues, not praying in tongues. It's where you had a supernatural, have a supernatural gift where you're speaking to other people in like French without studying French. It's speaking in earthly language to preach the gospel to that person. It's not a private prayer language to God. That is people just misunderstanding the gift. You want to see the gift of tongue on full display? Look at Acts chapter 2, day of Pentecost. They were not praying in some other language. They were speaking to people in their own native language. Uysen has asked this. Does the Bible directly speak of free choice, or is life predestined? The Bible doesn't specifically speak of, like, you can do whatever you want. We're in God's universe, so we have to comply with his rules in his universe. And yet, at the same time, you still have personal responsibility for the actions that you choose. So if you choose to sin, you don't blame God for that. You blame yourself, because he didn't make you sin. You chose to. But on the other hand... God is still the one who draws people to faith in him. Because if he didn't draw you to faith in him, you wouldn't want to believe in him. You'd just be stuck and dead in your trespasses and sins, not wanting to come to God. Because it says in Romans 3 that no one seeks after God. So praise be to God that he softened our hearts and made us willing to believe in him. Marlowe's asked, how bad was earth before the flood? Can you describe it and the people? And what is the Nephilim? It was pretty bad. Probably as bad as today. Maybe worse, but it, it says this in Genesis 6, that the, the intentions of everyone's heart was only evil all the time. That sounds very similar to today for those who are not believers. The intentions of their heart is almost always evil all the time. And God sent a flood. Now, God did promise that he's not going to flood the earth again. He gave the rainbow as the promise of that. But there will be a judgment to come. And Jesus says, when he returns, will he find faith on earth? Faith will be comparatively rare compared to those who um, don't believe. There'll be a lot of people who don't believe 
and those who believe is always going to be the minority. Now, who are the Nephilim? The Nephilim are mentioned once, basically, John, Revelation 6, and there's also an allusion to them in Numbers, but that's making a link to the ones in Genesis. They seem to be, there's a lot of different interpretations, but just I think the best explanation for the Nephilim, are the offspring of the daughters of men who copulated with the angels, the sons of God. Sons of God often refers to angels, angelic beings, demons in particular, who copulated with women, produced an offspring of giants. Um, it's mentioned about this in the book of Judah, Jude, that the angels committed sexual immorality. How'd they do that? What well, seems to link in with this Nephilim creatures. Franco has asked, does God still love it when we still continue to keep up the faith even if we sinned? Yeah, he wants you to persevere to the end. Persevere to the end. Never give up on the faith. But at the same time, we don't want to displease him by sinning. Sinning is not good for you. You know, if you were swimming in a pack of sharks and uh, someone comes along and rescue you from the pack of sharks, are you going to dive back into the pack of sharks again to be eaten up by them? No. So if God rescued you from the from the power or the, the muck of sin, let's not dive back into those sins once again. This one from Ron. Why do people hate Jewish people if Jesus was a Jew? Yeah, they were God's chosen people. And so I think one reason why people hate the Jewish people is because they hate God and they're going to hate his people. But second reason... I think it's because Jewish people are often very proud. Have you noticed that? Not not saying always, but just generally speaking, if you read through the fact like the Pharisees, they thought themselves amazing. They thought they looked at everyone else with contempt, hating anyone who wasn't a Jew. If you hate others, don't be don't be surprised if people hate you. Now, it's not good to hate anyone, and we shouldn't hate anyone. We should love all people everywhere, but that could be a reason why many people in the world hate the Jewish hate the, hate the Jewish people. This one from Alex. <laughs> Chris has said she added a lot of questions. That's all right, Chris. So we're doing a few more questions, and then we're going to get the Kahoot started. Uh, Alex has asked, "Will God judge me because I don't spend time with Him?" Well, depends if you believe the gospel or not. Nins asks, what is a good Bible to start a six-year-old? Huh. You get a kid's Bible. That might be helpful. A kid's Bible and one that just goes through some of the Bible stories. This one from NRG. Is playing violent video games a sin? Oh, yeah, the Big Picture Story Bible. That's a good one. Big Picture Story Bible. But is playing video violent video games a sin? No, unless you're swearing, getting angry, being addicted to it or if you're disobeying your parents um, by playing it. Is smoking cigarettes bad? It's not good for your health, and so, yeah, I, it's not good to do that. Tech has asked, what's your thoughts on people saying that Islam is the only true religion because of the amount of people believing in Islam and due to increasing the amount of people mocking Christianity? Well, actually, that would be a reason to show why Christianity is true. Notice how not many people want to mock Muhammad. They don't want to use Muhammad's name in vain, but they'll use Jesus' name in vain. No problem. I think it's because they know Jesus is true and Muhammad is not true. 
Nate has asked, does the Antichrist show up before or after the second coming? He comes up before the second coming, but he already may be here. We're only going to know, I think, who it is once um, Jesus returns. And Jansen's asked, are there going to be different levels of angels in heaven? We only see two different levels, archangels, archangel, there may, was only one mentioned, Michael, and angels. There are other kinds of angels like seraphim and cherubim. We're not sure what kind of rankings there are, though, for those creatures. Wow, that was a lot of questions. <laughs> but that was good. I'm glad I got to help you out with them. We're going to get a Bible Trivia Kahoot started now. So I'll invite all of you guys to take part. If you have any more questions, bring them back tomorrow or any other time we stream. We can answer them there. Or join our Discord server. It's an awesome community of people there. The invite link should be put into the chat now. Let's get the Bible Trivia Kahoot started. Bill said, what if I do gaming as a job? Well, there's nothing wrong with doing gaming as a job, but don't be getting mad, getting angry. Don't be insulting people, which is such a habit. Have you noticed that with video games? It's like, oh, you call each other all kinds of names and you get mad when you die. If you're finding yourself, you can't control yourself and maybe take a step back from playing those games. Yeah. Okay, here we go. It's Kahoot time. I invite all you guys to take part. Harmony's going to put the invite link in the chat. I think she already has. So click on that Kahoot game link, and we'll pass over to Harmony. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for helping me with that. Um, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. But, yeah. Hey, guys. Are we ready for a Bible trivia Kahoot? It's going to be awesome. I don't even think I know how many questions there are, but it's going to be awesome. Uh, so, so far we have Yolanda, we have Mazel, we have Summer, we have Kate, we have Denali, Denali, uh, we have 74, L, we have Senior Wine, we have Rose, while everybody's popping in, um, Huzu, Hozu, sorry, I don't want to say your name wrong, we have Je Join RDC, we have Teen, we have Kevin, we have Bentley, um, we have Carr, I wonder who that could be. Um, we have Michael, we have Daxton, we have Trainee, uh, I think I named everyone maybe. Oh, Cha-Cha, we have Miss Clara, or Clara, we have someone running, why are you running? We have Cordy H, we have Brooklyn, um, we have Julia Z, Austin, um, Beverly, <laughs> sorry, that's, that's a cool name, I like that, I like that. Uh, Alright, awesome. And we have more people joining in. We have about 26 people. And so I think I'll just wait for Ryan to give the thumbs up. Welcome, Gus. Welcome, yeah, everybody else. And Tara. Hi, Tara. Shane. Bentley. Wait, Bentley, aren't you already here? I'm, I'm confused. Someone else has a name. Uh, Marlo. We have L period 2. Um, yeah, that's about it. Ryan, do you think that I should wait a few more seconds? Okay. You gave a thumbs up. Is that a thumbs up to begin or a thumbs up to wait five more seconds? Okay, thumbs up to begin. Okay. So I will stretch out the screen a little bit more in a moment, but I'm just going to fix my screen as of right now. Okay, there we go. There we go. That's better. All right, so five, four. Oh, music. I'm going to turn down the music, guys. Is that better? Is that, is that okay? Okay, better. 
Okay, so welcome Sav and Hart and everybody else that just joined. Five, four, three, two, welcome Ozu. Welcome, two, one, let's go. 32 people, Kahoot, awesome. Bible trivia time, yo. Okay. What animal did Jesus cast demons into? Was it a horse? Was it a piggy? Uh, was it snake? Or was it a panda? By the way, um, it wasn't just a specific one animal. I mean, it's a type of animal, but anyways, it was a group of animals, which was specifically one type. I'm done talking, you have like two seconds. <laughs> All right, it was pigs, which that, that's what I meant to say. It wasn't pig, it was pigs. I just worded that wrong, but yeah. Good job, 21 of you. Good try, 10 of you. Um, now you know it was pigs. Good job. Okay. Yep. Julia, we have in first. Mizell in second. Yuanda third. Ozu or Jozu, you're in fourth. Sorry for the misinterpretation. I cannot pronounce things. Sorry for mispronouncing your name if that's not your name. Uh, welcome, Gus. Uh, good job, Gus. And everybody else down below. Good job. Let's keep going. What are the wages of sin? Gold, death, clothing, or flowers? I guess there's about 10 seconds left. Three seconds. The wages of sin is death. Anybody know what that specific verse is? Anybody in the stream room? Ryan? Yes, yeah, so that would be uh, Romans 6.23. Nice. Yep, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Well done. All right. Oh, Julia kept her place, or if that's Yolia, uh, you, whoever you are, you kept your place. Yolanda, good job. Nizel, good job. Um, heart, good job. Love heart, good job. Kevin, and up five places, we have Rose being the highest climber. Well done, Rose. Question three. Samson lied to conceal the source of his strength. Is that true or false? We have 12 seconds. Five seconds. Yes, he did lie. I think he lied three times. Um, but yeah, you can find this in the book of Judges and forget which chapter. But yeah, you can find up about Samson there. <laughs> All right. Julia took a little step down, but Mizell came to first. We have Yoanda still holding Yoanda's place, third place. We have Senior Juan stepping up. And we have that guy that's running. I don't know where he's running or why, but he's running. And I guess you're running to be in the scoreboard. Good job. Uh, up eight places, we have Bentley Shoal, or Shoal. Uh, good job being the highest climber. Okay. Which part from Adam's body did God make Eve? Nose, rib, ear, or foot? By the way, this looks awesome. I don't, I forget what it's called. Is that pottery? Or, I think there might be a term for it. But yeah, it looks pretty awesome. All right. Oh, and I just got a heads up that there was a tie back then. So we're going to see if that tie changed. But yeah, Eve was made from Adam's rib. Good job. 
Ooh, Julia in first place. We have Mazelle in second. I don't see anybody having a tie right now, but we have no idea what's going on below. But good job, Yolanda. Good job, Bentley. Good job, Senior One. And Beverly or Beverly. Well done with the correct streak of four answers in a row with the the fastest touch or the fastest click. I don't know how it goes, but yeah, good job. <laughs> what was the Ten Commandments written on? Stone, gold, bronze, or clouds? Carissa answered iCloud. I didn't think that was in there. All right. Stone. Yep, he wrote them on stone. Uh, the Lord wrote them on stone, and Moses saw the Israelites worshiping a golden calf, and I think he threw them down in anger, right? And they broke, and then he ended up getting them rewritten. Uh, yeah, but awesome. Wait a minute. Someone said, oh, they're talking about stuff. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Good job, 26 of you, uh, the three of you that said gold. Good try, but now you know. All right. Wow, the top three did not even move a, a moment. If anything, their score went up, but good job. Uh, up came back the running man who's still running. You have a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of strength to keep running. Good job. Cha-cha, well done. Uh, and Kate up three places being the highest, highest climber. Well done, Kate. Let's keep going. Who was King David's very close friend? Was it Saul? Was it Jacob? Was it Rehoboam? Or was it Jonathan? Oh yeah, the word was Stanima. Yeah, thanks. Five seconds. One second. King David's close friend was Jonathan. Good job. Let's... See how that worked out there. Ooh, Mizelle worked up to the first spot, but Julia is still holding on closely behind by about like 20 something. I'm guessing like, I don't even know. I'm not good with math, but something around the 20s, that many points behind. So be on the lookout, Mizelle. Running guy is catch up, kind of catching up on you. He's coming in hot. So you better be watching out. Yolanda has the fire. Yolanda has the flame fourth place and we have Carissa who has an awesome um what are these things called emoji as her um icon whatever anyways I'm going to stop talking but Yolanda well done with the correct streak of six with the fire woohoo good job okay let's go type your answer in what are the first three words of the bible yes one two three like the fingers that guy is holding up what are the first three words of the bible By the way, uh, Isaac Samson is a judge in the Bible. You can look him up in the Book of Judges. Interesting history about him. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Okay, three seconds. Two, one. All right. Let's see how things played out. The top answers were, well, only in the beginning. <laughs> So let's see. Oh, I did not. Why did they put this here? They need to put this here and here this. Like, I mean, they need to just do that. Okay. Cause it's just weird. Anyways, someone wrote in the beginning. Okay. In the beginning, <laughs> they wrote in the beginning, uh, in the big, 
Beninginning. <laughs> Someone wrote, I'm the beginning. Um, let me see what Carissa wrote. Uh, she said, I typed so fast, it lagged, and it took eight seconds to type. Oh, no. Wait a minute. She said something else. Oh, wait, no. Okay. Except that they think that they're the beginning. Oh, great. Uh, his kind, let there be light. No. Um, nope. That would have been the fourth word. But yeah, good job, everybody. Let's see how that worked out. See. Ooh, Cha Cha just popped in above this car person right there, who I don't think I know who that is. And the running man is still running. Julia is in first. Mazel in, I'm sorry, Julia in second. Sorry. Mazel in first. But Cha Cha, you have the highest streak of seven. Well done. And you have the fire. Let's keep going. True or false? We have about two more questions left. God commanded Aaron to craft a golden calf while Moses was up on Mount Sinai. Ooh. If you were here, like, at the first question, I kind of said something about that. Maybe it was the second question, so hopefully you remember. Three seconds. True or false? One second. Alright. It was false. What? Oh, yeah, God did not command Aaron. <laughs> okay, I was like, wait, wait a minute. The people commanded Aaron to craft a golden calf. But no, God wouldn't because that is one of the Ten Commandments, not to worship any other gods, not to make any false images in your graven images. And yeah, that there's only one God. I read that wrong. I was confused on why it was false. But good thing context is key. Uh, but yeah, good job. Hopefully you guys didn't read it like I did. Um, and hopefully I didn't make you get it wrong. Okay, Julia's in first, Cha-Cha's in second. The running man is really coming in hot because he has the fire. We have that car person in fourth place who is a wretch like me. Um, Mizell in fifth. Don't worry, Mizell, you're doing great. Just keep going. But yeah, like I said, that person that's running, they're running and they have the fire. So just watch out and don't get burned. All right, let's go. Two more questions. I was wrong. Uh, what does Revelation describe as coming from heaven? New Babylon, New Bethlehem, New Jericho, or New Jerusalem? Got two seconds. One. Yes, it's the New Jerusalem. So there will be new heavens and new earth without sin and i look forward to that day also if you haven't checked out city of light yet i encourage you as you check them out check out their song new jerusalem it's pretty amazing but yeah let's see julia good job uh-oh look who's coming up on your heels you better watch out look how far he is from you with um only one more question to go we gotta see how this is gonna go but i think i know who this person is good job trainer for popping into the fifth place let's see if you can hold your ground but up five wait five players sorry someone didn't go up five places they might have but five players just hit an answer streak of three well done and guys i just want to remind you since we're on the last question we're not doing this for our glory we're doing this for the glory of god and if you got anything wrong don't lose heart don't be discouraged that we're doing this for god's glory but also we learn it's just a joy to do this so let's see how things turn out after this question <laughs> I forgot there was one more question. I thought that we were like going to find the result. Anyways, what animal spooked Balaam? Was it a snake? Was it a horse? Was it a donkey? Or was it a camel? Oh, this is double points, by the way. 
Three, two, one. All right, it was a donkey. And in order to find this, you would have to go to the book of Numbers. And it is towards like the end of the book. Numbers has how many chapters, Carissa? Thirty-six. Yeah, good job. Yep, Numbers has 36 chapters. I think it's in the, I don't want to say the 20s, but you can just find it. You'll see it says Balaam and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, good history to read up on as well. Now let's see how things played out. Again, do I have to go into detail? This is not for our glory, it's for God's. Paul, tell them. Uh, what am I telling them? You tell them it's for God's glory. Remind them of that. It is for God's glory. And nothing yeah. but for God's glory. All glory goes to him. Amen. Thank you, Paul. All right, let's go. All right, in third place, we have that car person who I thought I knew the whole time, but I think I know them because they're the car. The running person, they made it in second place. Well done. And first place we have Julia. Well done, Julia. Good job. And Cha Cha, we have in fourth place. We have Trainer. But guess what? Ultimately, God has the victory and the glory. So we give that all to God. Good job, guys. That was great. And I looked at this podium just there. It looked like the car, that the person was running away from the car. Did you notice that? That was great. Uh, well done, Julie, though, getting top spot. Miss Missel. Um, unfortunately, you got one wrong. That's okay. All good. You did well, man. Great that you guys could play that game together and test your Bible knowledge and grow in your knowledge of God's Word. We do a, a Kahoot game every day for that very purpose. When are we on tomorrow? We are on tomorrow at 9.30 p.m. Eastern for our team training stream for a two-hour stream tomorrow. We'll do more questions. We'll do Meagle chats and also a, a Kahoot game tomorrow. So make sure you've hit subscribe and the bell. And we do look forward to seeing you then. But now it is time for an outro question. I think I've got one for you. Let's do that. So the outro question we've got for you today is this. If you could make an animal larger, any animal, large enough that you could ride on this animal what animal would you like would that would you like to be larger so you could ride on it let us know your answer in the chat type your answers there what would you prefer it to be what kind of animal would it be an ant will it be a gorilla will it be a bird what will it be i would have to say a bird would be pretty cool if you had a bird that was really big big enough that you could sit on it fly around the place that would be cool a goodbye from Ryan. Okay, so I'm thinking this through. Now, I know kangaroos are decent sized already, but hear me out. I feel like if they were bigger, then you'd fit on them so much better and they would be able to jump really far and that would be really cool. <laughs> so I'd say that, kangaroo. Bye from Beck. See you later from Paul. If I could ride on a bird, it'd have to be a seagull because they swoop in and steal people's hot chips. That's me. <laughs> uh, for me, it'd definitely be a bird because I want to fly. Flying's my passion. That's what I want to do as a career. See you from Daxton. I would choose a dog. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what I would choose. Um, I wouldn't want to ride on a dog because that would just be really sad and like abuse practically. Uh, 
anyway, so yeah, I don't know what to choose. Bye from Carissa. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow from Glenn, Andy, Chip, Nathaniel, Reuben, Isaac, and whoever else may have served today. Praise the Lord, more laborers have come. Join training. Um, I, I don't know. I would have answered a Glenn answer like cat, but I also might be hurt because guess what? Maybe the government might be offended that I have a big cat because they don't have a big cat and they might try to kill it and it might break my heart. But if you could oversize a bird, at least you could like get away from the people if they get freaked out about like there's a big bird. <laughs> I don't know. Bye. Interesting answers there. And I loved Mises' comment. Kangaroos even have a holding bag too, Beck. Can store your stuff in their pouch. That works. Hey, <laughs> hey, good answers. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. We look forward to hanging out with you tomorrow. Get into your Bible if you haven't, and go and serve our great King. Catch us. <laughs>